This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The next three hours. On 558 AM, online, on your smart speaker, and on digital radio. This is Love Sport News. After a nerve agent was used in central Salisbury on Sunday. An ex-Russian spy and his daughter and a policeman are the most seriously injured. All are in hospital. The officer has been named as Detective Sergeant Nick Bailey. Horsia Police's temporary Chief Constable, Keir Pritchard, has been to see him in hospital. He did his very best on that night. All of our staff that attended the incident in Salisbury, in the Maltings, they performed the role that police officers and police staff do every day up and down the country. Limited information, responded to try and protect people. Earlier, the Home Secretary condemned the attack. The use of a nerve agent on UK soil is a brazen and reckless act. This was attempted murder in the most cruel and public way. People are right to want to know who to hold to account. Amber Rudd also promised to bring the perpetrators to justice, whoever and wherever they may be. Another news, a victim of the bombing at the Parsons Green Tube Station in London has recounted the moment he became engulfed in flames after a device exploded. 18-year-old Ahmed Hassan is on trial over the attack last September, and he denies all the charges. The White House said Donald Trump will sign orders to impose tariffs on imported steel and aluminium later. He's called the plans very fair, but they faced international criticism. He suggested Canada and Mexico could be exempt, as well as some other countries. There are calls for people to write to their MPs after any departments in England suffered their worst month on record for waiting times. Just 85% of patients were seen within four hours in February. In sports, Arsenal lead 2-0 at half-time in their Europa League last 16 tie with AC Milan. Henrik Mkhitaryan and Aaron Ramsey have scored in the first leg at the San Siro. And KFC's former supplier has now been restored after the chain was left with no chicken. Around 900 of its restaurants had to temporarily close when it changed to DHL. That's the latest. I'm Charlie Mags. The Crystal Palace Fan Show. The latest on the Eagles. And all the gossip from Selhurst Park. Plus, you Glazers fans getting vocal on the socials. The Crystal Palace Fan Show with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Love Sport London. A great station for a great city. City, city, city.
Love Sport Radio. Your Thursday evening is here. It is at 7.02pm. My name is Aaron Paul. I'm with you on 558am. DAB Digital Radio online and via your Alexa smart speaker. It's time to talk Palace with the chaps from Holmesdale Radio. I am buzzing for this. Uh, the two gentlemen with the most... Uh, well, the the broadest dietary requirements. I mean, after what we were talking about outside, the broadest dietary requirements in football. I've got to admit, you you guys shovel away some good stuff. Absolutely right. Um, no, carry on. Go on. Go on. <laughs> yeah, no worries. You know, listen. You've got to like your food when you're a Palace fan. There's a lot of comfort eating. Uh, involved and um, certainly a lot of comfort drinking too that man is Chris Hambling to my left uh, Mr Albert Curley good evening how are you I'm, I'm, I'm not bad I'm not bad um, a lot better than you after Monday night's uh, defeat let, let, let's, let's Monday. talk Monday night let's talk Crystal Palace 2 Manchester United 3 I mean for a minute I think I along with a lot of people thought this is going to be one of them Selhurst nights well, I think we were all, uh, yeah, certainly at 2-0, we were all hoping that, weren't we? Yeah, it looked that way, didn't it? Very, very, very positive for us um, straight away. Um, didn't expect it, but, it, you know, Man United, Aaron, you're a Man United fan, you'll know this, well below their best, and we were taking full oh, advantage. Gone, gone in early there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as ever, uh, we're our own worst enemy at times, uh, unable to respond to the Man United y- United weren't good for 15 minutes. They turned it on, and it's the first, it's the most, you know, Fergie-like performance I've seen probably since Fergie. Um, that's fair, yeah by United were they simply too too strong I think the problem for us is that you know our injuries our injury problems are, are very well documented and we're, we're down to the bare bones and we just we just look dead on our feet and when you've got a team like United who've got these really powerful players and then some on the bench even at 2-0 up I, I wasn't I wasn't punching the air and confident of the three where, points where, where was it lost Look at the half-time change. Look at Rashford coming on. How can we respond to that? We couldn't. We had we had nothing on the bench to deal with that change. Uh, and as and as the game went on, you know, obviously we we got a second goal. You could call it fortunate. You could call it quick thinking. Um, but when you look at what happened shortly afterwards, you know, offens- effectively, Man United took all their defence off, and how we just we had no way of responding. That's where the game's lost and it, momentum. Uh, you can't even say that Roy Hodgson was naive because the, the man the man is is well into you know the latter part of his life he he is an experienced coach more experienced than Jose Mourinho you know I mean should he have been a bit more sort of a bit more pragmatic oh that's a can of worms I'm, well, it's, it's tricky because we've we you know we've we don't have a lot on the bench and I think a lot of people maybe wanted to see our new signings come on because they're ho- hoping that they're going to be a bit fresher certainly when you're under the cosh for the last what 25 minutes of that game um but you know, again, they've not they've not featured for the club yet. So no. can can you rely on them to come on and shore it up, or does do they come on, give away a goal, and then they get absolutely slaughtered at full time? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. That's the only criticism Roy's getting from Palace fans at the moment is his, his failure to utilise the bench with what we have got. So we signed two players in Yaroslav Liak, who's a centre back, um, and also Erdal Rakip, who's a central midfielder. Uh, in the transfer window not used either at all in any Premier League game so far so it seems a complete waste of our time I mean he did make one change Jairo Riedewald came on with mm. 10 minutes to go for Jess Schlupp you look at the uh, players on the bench you had uh, Suarez Delaney Rakip uh, Jack 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jack, Jack Lee Chung Yong and the new goalkeeper Diego Cavalieri. Um, There's no game changes there, is there? Really? No. Either way. <laughs> Either way, injuries have really just really sort of ripped the core of Palace out this season, haven't they? They've just—it's the story of your season, isn't it? Ab- absolutely, it is. Yeah, you, you, you know, and it's it's very bad luck as well. We we talked about it a lot over the season on, on Homestar Radio, and it's all been about once you actually analyse it, these are impact injuries. They're they're either in training sessions or in games where there's been a tackle or or something like that. It's not been a case of lots of muscle injuries where you can blame the club or the training regime working players too hard. It's generally impact stuff. So that's that's you can't say that's anything other than terrible, terrible luck. Speaking of uh, luck, Jose Mourinho in his post-match sort of words uh, came out. I'll, I'll read you his direct quotes. You always need that little bit of cl- uh, little bit of luck to win a match in the last few minutes. Sometimes the winner is the one who deserves the congratulations. But I think Roy Hodgson did everything right. That's good, good praise by by Jose Mourinho for Roy Hodgson. Where could he have got it? I mean, he he had his hands tied, didn't he, mm-hmm. Jabs? I can't, you can't, I can't think you can knock the tactics, you can knock, I think that for the first goal I think you can look at the defence maybe, maybe sitting too deep and waiting for the ball to come in rather than sort of pushing out and staying on that front foot but that's sort of individual players really, I, can't, I, I struggle to point the finger at Roy, certainly with, in regards to that game. Yeah, I mean all you can really say about it is with the benefit of hindsight... You know, if he could, it, would it have been any different, any worse if he'd made a change? We still end up ended up losing that game. So you know, clearly he had the option of bringing on a centre back and a central midfielder. Would either of those would they the game? exactly spot on? Would they have changed the game at at any point? And we, and we, we well, that's that's the unknown. These are two two I'm sorry players in in Yak and Rakip. We we simply don't know. But the criticism, if any is due, would be if we're not going to use them, why on earth did the board sign them? In terms of Roy Hodgson, he arrived at Sellers Park, you know, the 12th of September with the club in real, real dire straits. There was, you know, so much time without a win, so many, you know, games without a goal. Um, I pose this question. Is it Croydon or is it Royden? Talk to me about that, Albert. Well, if, if we stay up, we can definitely definitely knock that C off the off the welcome to Croydon sign. Um, you know, he's, he's won the London Football Manager of the Year awards. Were you surprised um, by that? Uh, well, it's a bit of an odd time to dish out awards, isn't it, really, when there's still 10 games, 11 games to go and everything's undecided. But, listen, we seven games with with no points to to even to no even, goals no goals exactly to be in contention i think is is certainly worthy Ult- ultimately i mean in my opinion de boer was just it, it's like trying to fit you know p- plug a square hole with a round around like what was that the same view from yourselves it, it was in the end i think you know the, the club really looked harder at that and, and thought that they were going to be able to do something spectacular completely change it was a brave move right to go and try and change the entire philosophy of the club but unfortunately, you know, you don't get that amount of time in the Premier League. 10 past 7 on Love Sport Radio. We would love to hear from you at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. You can tweet us your thoughts this evening. We're with the uh, the Homestyle Radio chaps. Chaps, what is, uh, what is your Homestyle Radio Twitter? You know it. <laughs> yeah, but you say it much better than I do. At HOL Radio. At HOL Radio. Give them a tweet. Give us a tweet at Love Sport Radio this evening. We're talking all things Crystal Palace, the mighty Eagles. Now, um, moving on from that, Roy Hodgson, 
He is a Croydon boy, isn't he? he? He's so happy to be back. Do you think that after the early season sort of uh, question marks around his appointment, because let's be fair, when, when the news broke that Roy Hodgson was going to be the new Crystal Palace manager, I, I for one, was uh, I, I, I was I was stood up in my seat. I was just a bit shocked, really. I, I never really saw it coming. I, yeah, I, I, I had this conversation with lots of people at work. You know, if I was a top eight, top ten club and we, you know, when Roy Hodgson was announced as your new manager, I'd, I'd probably raise an eyebrow but not to put ourselves down when, when you're won- down at our level I don't think you could you but, could give it to a better man has he won the fans over now I think so yeah I'd like I said, we were in with a shout, and we were we were dead and buried when he came. So yeah, I mean, it could completely is, is the actual answer. I mean, there, there are you know, there's little concerns here and there, but but to a to a man, you know, man or woman in in the supporter base, it's it's a complete and utter. You know, it's almost like he was meant to be there for us. And I'll be honest, I never saw that coming because he was completely character assassinated by the media, massively. You know, you know, you know he was a laughing stock. And when he first came in and joined Palace, those first couple of games when he was we were still losing. You know, you could see it. Everyone was still mocking him on Twitter. You know, putting those pictures up of, you know, his face at stupid, making stupid faces and all that Come sort on, of stuff. They, they are a bit funny. They are funny. <laughs> I'm not saying they're not funny, Albert. <laughs> but, um, but he was still a laughing stock. And I tell you, it really. T- when we beat Chelsea, what's um, changed though? What's it, changed? He's just earned that respect, hasn't he? He's earned that back by by getting results and turning a team around that was on its knees. And he's done that through simple instructions to players taking the complexity out of it and just giving them a real proper game plan every week and it's a huge huge difference the the thing for me looking at crystal palace is roy hodgson is 70 years old he's not the long term for the club are we going to be in the same position in three or four years time where steve Parrish or whoever is the head of the club at the helm of the club decides you know what Roy, thank you very much. You know, you're going to go and enjoy your retirement in the sunset with, with, with Mrs. Hodgson. Um, we're going to bring in a nice foreign coach and then you don't win seven games and it's like, hey, let's turn back to ma- maybe Big Sam, a reserve of Big Sam, someone like that. Well, first of all, I think you've been quite generous there by saying three or four years. Um, yeah, it's short-term. The Premier League is just short-term, isn't it, at the moment? You know, who is there for longer than one or two seasons? You know, there's such a high turnover and we've just, the, the, the looking longer... Looking back a bit further, the, the disappointing thing is that we go from, you know, Alan Pardew is meant to be a long-term manager. It doesn't happen. Tony Pulis before him. Sam was Allardyce. It, well, P- Pulis, just, was, Pulis was a strange one, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it was... I, I, that's probably the one I was actually most upset about in the moment because despite not being a huge what fan... What Big Sam? Oh, definitely, yeah. Because I think when... Before Tony Pulis came, I was... You know, we were, we were really naive in the Premier League. Holloway had only been there, you know, a little while and we'd obviously had to convince Tony Pulis to come. Um, and you sort of think, oh, Stoke, long ball. And I was actually surprised at the quality of football that we played under Tony Pulis. He's um, effective, though, isn't he? Very effective, and see, you know, and, and, it, and it wasn't, it wasn't eleven men behind the ball. You know, we were quite. I mean, we had the players at our disposal. I guess you know we could be a bit more creative than his classic Stoke team when they first came up. So I was very disappointed when he left. Certainly, when you see the reasons why and the sort of snidey nature of it. Um, well, well, for sure on that. I mean, obviously Pulis really didn't cover himself in glory when he when he left the club uh, they obviously went into a legal case but from a fan's perspective we don't really care about that what we care about is the pre-season 
before he left us in the lurch by quitting just before the Arsenal game. It was clear when he was standing on the sidelines that he simply didn't care. He wasn't doing his job. So that left us in a really, really tricky position to try and cope when he did go. Um, and he just did it at the worst time for the worst reasons. And it was a real, you know, is is disrespectful to the club. And as Albert said, when he was our manager, the, you know, he he was fantastic for us. He surprised everyone. And, and you know, you're, you're spot on, Albert. He used the players that he had and proved that he can manage in a different way than he did at Stoke. Mm. But very, yeah, agree. It was the most disappointing one. He left. He left on the day that my son was born. And you know, you know, I'm not. I can't lie. It sort of took the edge off a little bit (laughs) (laughs) but I mean it it was a good appointment you know you've you've got to hand it to Steve Parrish Uh, he he has made some good appointments and you know Crystal Palace are still a Premier League club you know bringing in Big Sam Pardew to an extent I thought that you know when he first came in he rejuvenated the club oh 100% I mean the last the last Hodgson aside and and the Burr aside in in reality Pardew Allardyce Pulis I've not I've not been up for on paper before it's happened but you know a manager comes in you've got to give them a chance and judge them on the football that they play and, and, and all of them and all of them sort of won me over really and Allardyce maybe not so much but it just seems whatever however good it is it, it always just seems to end up going south getting these managers in it seems to be a sort of a really plus point of the club but keeping hold of them seems to be the, uh, the bit where we fall short sure and I think I think you've got to say with, with Pardew it's easy to forget that we did. We had a really good spell under him, uh, but we definitely held on too long. Way too long. Did you ever feel um, Keith Millen should have had a had a crack? He'd been there. He'd he'd been the one constant throughout, hadn't he? Yeah, and I, he was very well exp- respected. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, I, I sat, funny enough, spoke to Keith not that long ago over Christmas, and um, he's very much a Palace man. But you, he, he's one where you have that slight doubt over a great assistant manager. Can he make the step up? Because is, is he a bit too close to the players to actually to, to actually be, you know make that transition to a manager? He struggled a little bit at Bristol City with that. But mm. you know, talking to him, he's a he's an incredible football man. He knows his stuff. You know, and and certainly he would be a Pulis type. He would build from the back. So uh, you know, we were sorry to see him go. He's he's very well regarded at Palace. And, yeah. Uh, it's I Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Lucy has got in touch with us this evening. Thanks uh, for that, Lucy. Uh, just saying, Roy has firmly cemented Palace legend status with two hearts. Um, Palace legend? That quickly? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hang my hat on that peg just yet. But like, if if we stay up, you know, in in, in eight nine weeks' time, if we're if we're up, then. Yeah, I'm all I'm all I'm all up for that Royden thing. We, we we well, you never know. We want to hear from you this evening. Tweet them at Whole Radio. Tweet us at Love Sport uh, Radio. Now I want to talk about injuries. I'm going to read the list. Have we you, got that long? You can well, <laughs> yeah. You can top it up for me if you like. Um, I look at Connor Wickham. Bakari Sacco, Ruben Loftus Cheek, Jason Punchin, Scott Dan, Julian Sproni, Wolfram Zaha, Johan Kabai, Scott Dan. Yeah. Scott Dan. Anyone else I've, I've missed now? There's one more. There's one more. We counted it earlier, and I'm 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 in pieces. You've got your note, but come on, Albert. Mamadou Sacco. Have we said Mamadou Sacco? Mamadou Sacco. Very very important. I mean, if injuries, you know, I mean injuries. Let's be fair. Have been just pure pure. It's, it's pure luck. It's a luck of the draw. Without injuries, do you reckon that you'd be well away from that that drop zone by now? I don't know about well away, but I think we'd certainly be 
six or seven points better off, probably. And I mean, and, and maybe there's an argument to say that is well away when it's so tight down there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's funny, sort of sitting opposite a United fan. When you, when you hear like a top four club bemoaning injury, just in, you know, down on it, oh, it's a squad game, mate. Come on, and then and then it happens to you, and you think, <laughs> oh, come on, mate, we've got eleven injuries. So uh, I, I, we've definitely felt it, and I, I can't. I can't help but think we'd be we'd be way better off if I, I, I tell you what though we 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 chatted outside before the game and and we talked about uh you know the the option of youth and utilizing youth and we will be talking about that further on into in towards the program but I mean <sighs> is is there is there a, a case for saying that maybe the recruitment hasn't been the best yeah Hundred percent, and I think the club themselves would say the most recent transfer window was an abject failure. It was absolutely. Who did you bring in? We brought in uh, Erdal Rakip, who's a central midfielder who was playing in Sweden, but had just signed for Benfica. Weirdly, we've now brought him in on loan. He hasn't got a clue where he is, has he? No, Bless him. But we don't we don't play him. But but we brought him in on he's, loan. He's been brought into Croydon. The goal. Well, <laughs> he, he goes, they're, huh? they're convincing him that he's actually still in Portugal. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the hold up. So we also went out and got um, Yaroslav Yak, who's a Polish international centre back who's not played at all. Why? Um, literally no idea. Um, he's been in the under twenty three. Says his Jakip, uh, Rakip, sorry, uh, but but simply. You know, you've got to say that the, the man, the reason they haven't, hasn't played them is the manager doesn't believe they're ready. Now, whether he thinks that's a fitness issue or not, I'm not so sure. But the one who has played is uh, Alexander Serloff, and I really like the look of him. Yeah, mass, you know, massive presence upfield. He's got to adjust a little bit to the pace of the Premier League, but he looks a real handful. Is, is he a replacement for Ben Teke? I think. Look, I think. Yeah, in, in reality, I think. You know, there's, there's, a, there's Ben Teke's a tricky one at the moment. Um, but but yes, I think long term. Love Sport Radio for your Thursday evening. We want to hear from you at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Uh, you can tweet them as well at Whole Radio. Talk to us about Palace this season. Uh, we'd love to hear from you on five five eight AM on DAB Digital Radio. March is not my favourite. It's definitely May. She's adorable. Call us on 0208 70 20 558. And don't worry, we won't cut you off if you call us darling. Love Sport. Love Sport. With 7OTB.com. Play your way to £1 million. Look, 50% off bed sheets and these towels. Why is everything floral? Because she likes flowers. Who? Mum, she's staying with us until her extension's built. Are you joking? I told you last week. You didn't. With up to 70% off big brands, 20 restaurants and a nine-screen cinema, you're guaranteed to get more than you bargained for at London Designer Outlet. Savings for all the family? Hello, LDO. Find us in Wembley Park. See website for details. Savings on RRP. It's only for three months. Don't take no from no one. Wise words from a wise man. Namely me, the spokesman. So if your car insurance quote is too high, tell them to sling their rook and let my guy sort it. We've got the deals from the players, but they won't get out of line. Because it's easy to compare, switch and save at aspokesmansaid.com. You know it makes sense. You love your sport, but it can be a pain organising it. 
Endless phone calls, emails and text messages, organising players and collecting money can all be a headache. What you need is Teamer.net, the free sports app that'll help you manage your team's events, communicate effectively as a team and now you can collect money simply and securely via Teamer payments. Relied upon by 2 million members, Teamer is available for free on desktop, Android and iPhone. You could visit 10, 20, 100 dealers. And still not see as many cards as you would in just one visit to Car Giant. Because at Car Giant, we've up to 8,000 quality used cars in stock, all at unbelievably low prices. So don't go round the houses for your next car. Go to Car Giant, the only place for giant choice and giant savings. It's how London buys its cars. Car Giant. Millwall, tremendous. I'm a big fan of walls. Many people are saying walls is what it's all about. What did the beast from the east leave behind? Love Sport. 5.58 a.m. We're just warming up. Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Play your way to one million pounds. In the Europa League tonight, round of 16 first leg. It's AC Milan nil, Arsenal to Henrik Mkhitaryan and Aaron Ramsey with the goals. They're approaching the hour mark. At the San Siro, we'll be keeping you up to date with what's going on there. Um, chaps, I I wanted to... Uh, well, I was hoping to get you a bit of a, a Palace cult hero in David Tuttle uh, tonight. I couldn't quite get in view, but I wanted to... I, I, I want you to have a long, long, deep think about... And Neil Shipley's excluded from this, this discussion. I want you to talk to me about... Your palace cult heroes, those ones where 75% are, of the Holmesdale end are like, oh, well, we don't really know. But you yourself love them. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to ask you at 8.45. I want I want to know. You've got an hour and... Uh, you've got an hour and hour and 20 to let me know. And you can tweet us at Love Sport Radio. Your palace cult heroes and at Whole Radio, that's them, at Love Sport Radio on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. That's us. I want to know your palace cult heroes. Can I just ask, on what grounds is Neil Shipley not allowed? Neil Shipley? Because he's he's just everyone. Everyone talks to him. Okay, fine. That's right. You okay, know, cool. He's a bit of, he's a, bit of a common answer. I just want to know answer. what parameters we're working with him. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's a bit of a common answer. Um... I want to talk uh, about the squad, the players. Um, first and foremost, you know, you, you've got players in there like Johan Kabai, big earner. Andros Towns, a big earner. Wilf Zaha, who is is just a wonderful footballer. How many of these players uh, can you see being at Palace next season? And how many of them... Are, are sitting there thinking, well, down to the championship, not sure if I fancy it uh, in the Premier League. Yeah, I'll give it another go. I think, I mean, that's the question, for, the big question for the summer, no matter what happens, stay up or go down. We have a huge number of players out of contract. Uh, people like Johan Kabay, I think the club will want to keep him, but, you know, he's, you know, he's, 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 his standard is dropping. You know, he doesn't have the influence that he used to have. You know, the the, the legs aren't quite as good as they used to be. And, and, you know, he doesn't last games out properly these days. But he's still a very, very classy player. But he's not worth the money we're paying him. You know, Benteke's got two goals all season. So, all, despite the work he does, is he worth 120 grand a week? No. Funny you say that. We've had a tweet in uh, from Hugh Jassel saying, uh, Hi, Love Sport Radio. Christian Benteke, poor form, poor attitude, Poor work rate. Would the guys drop him? Great show. Thanks for your tweet, Hugh. Um, who do I put that to first? Alb. To 
Albie. The problem is to to drop someone, you got to replace them with someone. So. <laughs> but, but but what's Soroth being brought in for? I think I think like Chris has alluded to. I think he's a long term. He's a long term sort of potential replacement, and it's been well documented sort of on Twitter that Christian Benteke seems to be the real scapegoat at the moment, and uh, I'm. I've, it's, it's hard because he's getting he's getting berated for th- quite rightly. He's only scored two goals. That's that's not good. However, I don't think his performances are. He he was brought in as a goal machine. The guy who saved Villa was it one or two seasons on on the bounce. Yeah. He went to Liverpool, thirty two and a half million pounds, scored a wonderful overhead kick at Old Trafford. But that was pretty much it. Yeah, I just yeah. I mean, I, th- I think Liverpool. I think the Liverpool thing is a different a different topic. I don't, I don't see him as a Liverpool player. He's not. He's not a technical sort of gift. Yeah, exactly. What is he? He's he's a he's a bit of a battering ram, isn't he? I, I, I tell you, there's so last season he got 17 goals for us, which a lot was, of people have forgotten. A, which is a really good return, and we we played to his strengths. As soon as De Boer came in. He wasn't interested in playing to Benteke's strengths. So we started the season off badly. He then picked up an injury. And when he came back, you know, it was a team in transition, a team in flux. We'd started to get results playing Townsend and Zaha as a front two. So Roy was kind of reluctant to change that because the team was functioning well. So even when Benteke did come back into it, the team wasn't playing and still even now isn't really playing to his strengths. But I think if you look at how we played against, against your, you know, your boys, Man United... We we stuck um, Serloff up with Benteke and actually played directly to them. And you know Benteke actually showed his strengths there, which aren't. It's not just about scoring goals. He's our I think he's our highest or second highest assist maker this season. So he's added. He's got that part to his game. The problem is missed chances. So so why is um, why go, going back to the tweet? Why is Hugh talking about a poor attitude? Well, there's a perception there among certain fans that that's the case. What what? So what Palace fans are used to as a striker over the years are people who will run themselves into the ground. I'm talking about people like... I mean, AJ was not a goal scorer and ran himself into the ground. And we're forever, you know, sort of... We've got that memory forever and we want our strikers to be that, right? But in more recent times, we've had people like Cameron Jerome who didn't score goals in the Premier League, but every single week... You've just given away my cult hero. We've had one in from Nick Gillard. I'll be reading them out at quarter to nine this evening. We're, g- we're going to be having a little bit fun later on. You can't look at this screen. No, don't look at the screen. <laughs> I, I can't, it's too far. I can't read that. Don't worry. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I know what you mean with Cameron Drum. He's an effective player, though, in yeah. the Championship. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about fans expecting a player to chase lost causes Benteke will never ever ever be that player what he will do is he'll he'll do play the percentages of am I going to get to that ball and am I going to be able to make something about it if not he's quite liable to turn his back and walk off and pa- fa- Palace fans cannot cope with that is he is he a Roy Hodgson player because you know when, when you look at Fulham he had so many players that were willing to work for him. That's why he got them so far. Like into, into your, you have players like Zoltan Gira, Damian Duff, Simon Davis. You know, a, a Spurs player who 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 was looked at and not being good enough. An Everton player not good enough went to Fulham and and tore the ground apart. He was brilliant. Mark Schwarzer became one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League at the age of. Uh, 448 I mean he was uh, genuinely a a bit of an anomaly he was a fabulous goalkeeper you had Aaron Hughes you had you know all these players playing out of their skins but playing for Roy they loved him he was like Uncle Roy he'd put his arm around your shoulder 
And you know what? If you gave him the effort back, you would reap the rewards. Does he need players like that? Players who are going to graft for him? I think you you always need players like that, but I don't think you necessarily need eleven players that are going to run around like headless chickens and, and, and you know chase themselves into the ground. As Chris has alluded to, Christian Benteke isn't going to chase a ball that's you know that's running out for a goal kick. Um, if he, if, he get, if he thinks he can get under a ball, he'll win it. And and probably eight times out of ten, he does win the header. And then there's a secondary problem in that there's no one there's no one anticipating it and running on and making making good on that service. So I think he's on a bit of a hide into nothing, really. I, I certainly don't I, don't I don't question his general attitude. I mean, you know, he can be a bit mopey and a bit stroppy, but yeah, I, I just I do think that I mean the the question that's being asked is whether he's a Roy Hudson player. I just want to go back to on uh, one, one of our shows, one of the lads, lads Stefan, who was talking about the fact he'd read Roy Hudson's book, and he actually made the point that he doesn't think Benteke is anything like the sort of player that Roy Hudson wants in in a forward position. So I think it's a really good point you raise, Aaron, that there's a possibility the the main reason it's not working for him this this season is because he doesn't have the attributes that Roy Hudson wants in a striker. Half past seven on love sport radio we want to know uh your palace cult heroes neil shipley is excluded <laughs> i will take and so is cameron jerome Fair enough. i will not take elliot grandon either oh. um he, he, he was he was an, an ian holloway favorite we won't be taking him uh we want to hear from you though at love sport radio on twitter facebook and instagram we're on 558 am dab digital radio via mobile and on your alexa smart speaker Hamilton, seriously good West End show. Apparently, Lewis dresses up as a princess in it. Beautiful. So beautiful. If you're a fan of Millwall, check out Love Sport tomorrow night from 9. The game itself wasn't all that bad. The Lions have got to do better than that second half performance. It was absolutely shocking from start to finish in the second half. We say we made nine changes. I think the fact that we made nine changes was a bigger difference than the quality of the nine changes we made. The Millwall Fan Show with 7OTB.com on Love Sport. <laughs> Love Sport Radio for your Thursday evening. We're having a lot of fun in the studio. We're talking Crystal Palace, the mighty Eagles, the pride of South London, as uh, as they're well and truly known. We're talking about the players in the squad now. Christian Benteke, Johan Kabai. Um... Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I want to look at some of the others. Uh, Wilfred Zaha, a man who, who couldn't quite, you know, turn it on up north at Manchester United. I thought he was a fabulous player. I still think he is a wonderful footballer, a real game changer. Um, first and foremost... Will he be in a Palace shirt next season? Uh, We'd be playing in a Palace uh, shirt uh, no, next season. Uh, in fact, this time last year, I was convinced that he'd be off, and then all of a sudden, it was announced that he'd signed a was it a five year deal, a mega mega money yeah. five year deal? And he's been very vocal about how United didn't work out. He's a very sort of homely, you know, Thornton Heath, Croydon boy, and 
that kind of gives me hope that he's going to stick around. He so, bought Ron Nodes' F- X house, didn't he? He, he did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, he, he needed a bit of work doing to it. It was very nineties. <laughs> Looked like a golf co- golf course, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, we're a golf club. Lot, lot yeah. Of it, yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's. I would suggest he's pimped it up now. But um, I mean, to to go uh, on the subject of Wilf, I think. This is, I mean, to be a bit controversial, I think Wilf's agent wants Wilf to move more than Wilf does. Of course. Um, obviously, if we get relegated, he's got to go. Does he owe Palace anything, Wilfred Zaha? Because let's be fair, they saved him from, from the old Trafford uh, sort of abyss, if you like. I mean, he was he was well and truly outcast by, by David Moyes for reasons which we won't go into. <laughs> whether they were true, whether they were not, we don't know. I thought he was a fabulous player. I thought he had the real workings of a Manchester United player a true and out-and-out winger. To be fair, what United could do with it, they could really do with him now. You know, a proper old-school winger. You know, does he owe Palace? He doesn't, and the main reason why he doesn't owe anything to Palace is that he's always treated Palace with the utmost respect. You know, he's he's from the area. He's got family in the area. He, You know, he's always respected the Palace support, and the Palace support has always respected him. So no one would ever begrudge him a, a move from Palace. What we don't actually want him to do is to go and move to a club where he's not going to further himself. You know, that's, that's our view. I personally would love... If he's going to leave Palace, we'd love to see him go abroad to one of the, you know, to one of the big teams. Tottenham have been touted as suitors. You know, you can see where he'd fit into the Mauricio Pochettino style of play. He he attacks hard. He's a marauding player. I'm guessing you'd be pretty disappointed at that. I, I said one of the big teams. Oh, okay. Outrageous. Certainly a team that pays the going rate. Um, you know, they, was it was it last January they bid something like. Ten million pounds, twelve, I think it was twelve million pounds. Which you know, that's I mean that's unrealistic and and disrespectful. Uh, on footballing terms, I can I can totally see him fitting in at Spurs with Pochettino. Um, however, you know their their sort of transfer fees that they pay don't necessarily equate to what I think we would want well, to get rid of him. And um, I think I think he's probably on more wages wise at Palace now than he'd get at Spurs as well. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, but yeah, he doesn't owe us anything. He's 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 served us very well twice, and as long as he leaves in the right fashion and we get decent money, you know, we wouldn't begrudge him going to somewhere. Chaps, bigger. chaps. I, I, this is the question that I've asked so many Palace fans over the past, well, since the decision was made. Was he too hasty in in? sort of relinquishing his his English citizenship and, and opting to go for the Ivory Coast. You know, let's be fair, I, I'd imagine he'd be on the plane this summer. I, I I am extremely angry with the FA and the England selectors, managers, whoever you want to call it, for how they treated it, Are there England selectors still? I don't know. I, you, you've, got, you've got to feel there's an agenda. When you start to look at some of the selections of players, it seems to be that it doesn't matter if you played many games in the Premier League as long as you're a big club you're in but who who would you pick him over this season for England if you if you were to replace someone in the average England squad who who would you pick him over um I mean I'm just trying to think who's actually made an England squad of late that I can remember um I mean if, first of all if you go if you go back to before when he was when he was actually playing well you know you're talking two three years ago probably under Roy in all fairness you know he was he was making more of an impact than even Raheem Sterling was at the time um he was making more of an impact than I think Jesse Lingard had started to get into squads at that point and and Wilf was playing way better than he was and you could probably go down the the whole list of wide players and say even Andros Townsend who's you know at Palace now why would you have picked him over Wilf 
I mean, if if you look at the players that play in that position right now, you've got Jesse Lingard. I mean, you know, I'm not his biggest fan personally, but he is an effective player. He gets goals. He scores important goals. Ashley Young is very, very versatile. He can play right back, left back, left wing, right wing. On the floor. On the floor, in the (laughs) air, you name it. I think his diving days are well and truly over. Um, You know, you've got Tammy Abraham who can play on the wing. Alex Oxford-Chamberlain can play on the wing. Adam Lallana can play on the wing. Wal Prowse can play on the wing. Mikel Antonio. But how many of them can beat three players in the blink of an eye like Wilf can? You know, and, and I don't know if you've seen it. The, he, there was there was a goal against for playing for the Ivory Coast against Russia, where he's beaten seven players and smashed it in. You know, it, it, he he would bring a level of excitement and, and unpredictability to an England team that pe- people are bored watching, and that's that's the difference. Uh, and that's why I'm frustrated about it. I don't think Wilf could make any other decision than the decision he made because he needed to be playing I, I still, international I football. still think he was hasty, Albert. I, well, I think it's tricky. You, you look at uh, players like Lampard, Ferdinand, Gerrard, all, all now looking back, see, sort of seem to say they were playing within themselves and they didn't. They felt the pressure and that inhibited their performances at tournaments. And I, I think Wilfred Zaha has never would never even take that into consideration and would just would, would, would have gone in and just played his played his game. But he he simply wants to play football, doesn't he? He wants to play football and and, and and by all accounts Ivory Coast were sort of courting him for a while and were very sort of complimentary and you know essentially that's where his heritage is from so you, I, you can't blame him he's he's in his prime he wants to be playing international football so I, I certainly didn't hold it against him and and in a way I think that I think it's good that he sort of made that decision because when you're on the cusp of the England team, that's, that's when agents can get in your ear and say, oh, if you want to be an England team, mate, you need to think about leaving this small club. And, and that's that's kind of a factor that's gone away, which I think probably has helped him settle down and hopefully stay with us for another season or two. Last Sport Radio for your Thursday night on 558am on DAB Digital Radio. You can tweet us at Love Sport Radio. You can tweet them at uh, Whole Radio. At HOL Radio. HOL Radio. You know how it... It is done now. We've had a tweet in from um, from Palace Jim, Jim Patrick. Good, uh, good to hear from you. you. You've put, a, you know, you tried to give yourself a different identity, Jim. Um, it's not quite worked because uh, we we can actually see your profile, which is, which is quite interesting. But Palace Jimmy, great to have you on it. You wanted to talk about Aaron Wan uh, Bissaka. I'll tell you what, we will be doing that right after this. You could not make me listen to talk sport. If TalkSpot paid me, that I can tell you. Like all newborns, we're going to make mistakes. Our boss has certainly filled his nappy a few times already. This is the Love Sport warm-up. Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Big bills, I'll crush them, chew them up and spit them out. Because I am the spokesman. Paying too much for your energy, then have a word and I can find you a better deal. Because my crew shake down the energy suppliers to find the best prices around. And all you have to do is click on the one that's right for you. Compare, switch and save at spokesmansaid.com. You know it makes sense. I'm Fabian Zinza. And I'm his brother, Frank. We just found out dear old Auntie Barbara has gone back to stripping. She shouldn't have to do that, not with her back. So to spare everyone's blushes, we turfed up with our Zinza wallpaper cover-up paint. It's a primer, sealer and stain blocker, all in one. It hides embarrassing, off-trend wallpaper behind a lovely smooth finish. So you can forget peeling it off bit by bit. No one wants to see that, do they, Frank? Zinza. 
What's your problem? Look, 50% off bed sheets. And these towels. Why is everything floral? Because she likes flowers. Who? Mum. She's staying with us until her extension's built. Are you joking? I told you last week. You didn't. With up to 70% off big brands, 20 restaurants and a nine-screen cinema, you're guaranteed to get more than you bargained for at London Designer Outlet. Savings for all the family? Hello, LDO. Find us in Wembley Park. See website for details. Savings on RRP. It's only for three months. Could you offer an abandoned or unwanted dog a loving home? If you can, All Dogs Matter would love to hear from you. Every year, All Dogs Matter rescue and rehome around 400 dogs across London and the home counties. But without people like you, this simply wouldn't be possible. Through no fault of their own, these dogs urgently need new loving homes. All Dogs Matter are counting on you to give one of our dogs a second chance in life. Visit alldogsmatter.co.uk Strangers in your personal space at all times, that is so London, believe me. 558 AM online on your smart speaker and on digital radio. Love Sport, the warm up, the bit you listen to before you write to Ofcom. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results, win seven figures. Thursday night on Love Sport Radio, 18 minutes to 8 o'clock. I'm here with the chaps from Holmesdale Radio. We're talking about the mighty Eagles, and we're talking about one of the most exciting prospects to come out of the famed Crystal Palace Academy. And actually, funny enough, I was thinking about this yesterday. West Ham called themselves the Academy of Football. Mm. How many West Ham prospects have graduated through... Well, you know, let's on a caution here. This is a family-friendly station. <laughs> yeah. I call them the Hammers. You can imagine that, they're, they're, you know, imagine there's a, a picture of Her Majesty and the Queen on the wall. She might as well be in the room. You know, we're talking football. I wonder who she supports. Anyway, let's... <laughs> good, good. <laughs> keep keep him keep him on the wraps. Keep him, you know, keep, keep him on the wraps. Right. Um, how many of their players, I wonder, have actually graduated to the first team since the likes of Sears? Uh, no, sorry, not Sears. He was one of ours. Sears, Freddie Sears. I was about to say Freddie Sears. Freddie Sears. You know, you, look, you think of Junior Stanislas as well. Players like that under Jan Franco Zola. Whereas Palace, you've had this sort of production line with Tom Sears. You know, with Zaha, with, you know, I was talking about Kai Kai, with, with Hiram Boating, players like that who have gradually made their way through. Aaron Wan-Bissaka, he's, he's the next one, isn't he? He is, and, and, you know, there's direct comparisons with Nathaniel Klein because Nathaniel Klein pretty much came out of nowhere. Even those at the club, I think it was Warnock who actually decided that he was going to throw him in um, with literally no advice from any of the coaches at the club because he just saw something in him. Um, and it's a little bit like that. Basaka's almost come out of nowhere because he's he'd been at the club since I think the age of about 11, something like that. But he's always been an, an attacking right winger. And two years ago, he made the switch to, to becoming a right back. And you can see it in how he played against United and how he played against Spurs that he's got such natural talent when it comes to to, to just knowing how to defend and he had no fear about the challenges I mean the, the slide challenges on, on Rashford 
just in the penalty area when Rashford thought he's thought he's you know he's thought he's passed him. It was just incredible to watch, and you know he's played two games, one against Spurs, one against Man United, where he's just been dropped right in at the deep end with no experience, and he's looked our best right back that, that we've seen this season. I mean, if you look at it, you know the academy prospects you've had before. I'm gonna reel off the list of names: Ben Watson, Wayne Routledge, Tom Sauls, Victor Moses, Clinton Morrison, Lewis Graben, Sean Scannell, Wilfred Zaha, Johnny Williams. I mean. He, he's growing at a big list. These are some serious ballers that Palace are producing. Well, it's, it's what we've got to do, isn't it, Albert? I mean, we've we've we, we've struggled. That's actually you know, Bissaka's actually our first debut for I think it's six years, and it was a player called Kyle De Silva who last last time I saw him was at, at, at Notts County and had a load of injuries. But it's our first debut for for a long, long time. So whilst we've had that production line, since, I think pretty much since we got into the Premier League, we've not been brave enough to play those players and we've really seen that in, in, in just Roy has taken that that opportunity and he said he knew that Basaka wouldn't let us down and you know we've saved ourselves if you think how much money you have to pay for a Premier League ready right back we've saved ourselves what 10-15 million quid minimum I think Levy Lemecca was the one before um, you, you done, did he play in the Premier League he made his debut about against the Kilo, uh, Burnley, against Burnley. Uh, yeah, but they're, they're both players that... So, Lemeca we brought in from Chelsea, yeah, and Aquilo right. we brought in from Anderlecht, so they're not I mean, he's strictly... Been, Lemeca's been, you know, classed as a as a graduate of the um, of the Palace Academy, but it is such a powerful yeah. tool, the Palace Academy, isn't it? Um, you know, some fabulous, fabulous prospects coming out of there, and, you know, long may it continue, Japs. Well, I, I mean, I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to curse it, but that, I think that would be the one or one of the positives should be going down touch wood and all that nonsense you know if we if we were to go down it's nice to know that we've got that resource where we could you know blood a few youngsters and hopefully you know maybe not straight away but make a good push for coming back with some some local boys Thank you very much uh, to, uh, to to Palace Jimmy for your uh, tweet this evening. You can get in touch. I love Sport Radio. We're talking the mighty Eagles on uh, on Homestar Radio this evening. And I want to talk the goalkeeping situation because, I mean, it's been a touchy subject, hasn't it, chaps? I'm, I'm actually not allowed to talk about it anymore after our most recent show and the tweets we got back. Well, I wasn't on that show, so I can, I can let you go. How you can fill us in on the keeping yeah. situation? Do you know what? If Every time I go on Twitter, it's the three the three things just you look on Twitter it's it's Brexit Trump and Wayne Hennessy um, <laughs> and it's not necessarily in that order um, it's similar to Ben Teke it's kind of become a self-fulfilling a bit, prophecy a, yeah what he said um, like a, it's, it's a bit pantomime uh, I, I, I hate I hate to slate a player um, especially every week Um but there's something, there's something not right. There's something not Premier League standard about Wayne Hennessy. I'll tell you what, a, a friend of mine, Grace Maloney, she plays for Reading Women's Football Club, a fabulous young goalkeeper, uh, tweeted the other night, am I the only one who thinks Wayne Hennessy isn't good enough to be a Premier League goalkeeper? Uh, she's, she's got a lot of sense. She's definitely not the only one. <laughs> no. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's infuriating. It's a, it's, a, it's a position that we've definitely needed to improve on for what? Would you say three transfer windows? Yeah, you're talking. You're, I think you're actually talking about two or three seasons, realistically. Yeah. I mean, Ju- Julian Sproni is a fabulous, fabulous. He's been a wonderful servant for the club. I remember, you know, hearing Simon Jordan who who talked about when uh, Sproni was initially signed, how the papers build him Spilloni, but he's just become. <laughs> 
such a cult hero isn't he yeah i mean the, the guy is an absolute legend and also for the record one of the nicest guys you'd ever speak to he's just such such a nice loves guy. his wine doesn't he he does absolutely he does and his uh and his mediterranean food but um no he listen he's, he, he was he's he's made some fantastic saves of course he's 38 now so his his skills aren't what they were. I'd he's, still he's, put him in played, over Wayne. He's played some some important games this season, though, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, he won his place back. Bottom, bottom line, and he was, you know, he was still, yeah, made a couple of errors, but he's he's still he's still good enough, in my view, to, uh, you know, to fill that gap. Like I say, for me, he's he's, he's the number one over over Hennessy. Um, why why is Hennessy getting games then? The, the, I think, you know, you've got to look at height. Height as a factor. Um, you know, Wayne Hennessy is six foot six. Um, he doesn't often jump, but he's six foot six. I'm going to get oh, in trouble. Need to, isn't he? Six no. foot six. Um, and I, and I think the modern the modern game pushes you to get a, a goalkeeper of that sort of height. So you know, Julian's only six foot at best, I would say. But he's acrobatic, isn't he? Yeah, he, he, no, he is. And like again, a cat. I, I, I like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> so pe- people used to call Brad Friedel the octopus. So. You know, I mean, if Spironi's the cat, but, I mean, he, he keeps himself in, in good form. He's always, I mean, he's always there. He's always solid. He's making the good saves. But, of course, at 30, I mean, he he could go on, couldn't he? Edwin van der Sar played into his 40s. Yeah, he, he could go on. I mean, you know, the most unfortunate thing at the moment is he's he's another one who's out for the season, you know, with a, he's got a knee injury. So, uh, I think, uh, you know, he'd, won his, he'd actually won his place back, which I think really does reflect where we are in the goalkeeping situation. But, you know, we've we've got to think more long-term in that position. And obviously, we've, we've signed, although there is some complexity around it, we have signed uh, Vicente uh, Gaeta from uh, has, has, is that a done deal I think it is it's a done deal conditional on the fact that we're staying up I think I think from kind of trying to understand what's been said um, by those in the know on social media but we announced it as a signing and it looks like we're probably going to get uh, I think it's is it Frederick Ronau who's the Danish goalkeeper as well from Bromby I think we're literally we'll sport for choice in the summer so yeah by the summer we'll have it looks like we'll have two new keepers if uh, again I think dependent on us staying in the uh, in the Premier League no win um, in in six games it's, it's you know I don't really want to hover over the Chelsea game too much because we're going to be talking about it you know but you, you really need a result Saturday. I think it if you look, we've put in last two games. We've put in a hell of a shift against Tottenham and lost it in the last minute, and a massive shift against Man United and lost it in the last minute. The damage to confidence is what worries me because we're more than capable of of getting something out of the Chelsea game if we're focused, even even without our best players. With the the team that went out against Man United with the same system, I think we can get something. But the players have got to believe. And and that's and I just I don't know what the the psychological damage has been. I think I think it's, yeah the psychological thing is definitely a, a huge factor. And I think we're we're also dead on our feet. You know that's mm. that's I think that's half the reason why we found ourselves backed up against the wall against United and Spurs. So we're, we're sort of scraping the barrel on both fronts really. And um, however we don't have a too bad a record against Chelsea in the last couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't surprise me. Chaps, um, I'm going to open up this this sort of mini debate now a bit more because uh, we were talking ahead of this one. We're having our little round table discussion. That was good. Uh, on, a, on a very small table. Um, and, and Chris, you mentioned the effect of relegation and the threat of relegation 
on the fans mm. and you talking about the mood and I, I sense I, well, I'm not going to say I sense I've, I've heard and I've read and I've seen you know maybe just maybe the atmosphere around Selhurst isn't quite what it used to be um, we're going to be opening up the phone lines you can call us 0208 70 20 558 we want to hear from you Eagles fans tonight you can tweet us at Love Sport Radio but we'd really like to have you on to talk about Roy Hodgson to talk about uh, the impact around Fortress Selhurst as I once used to call it the beautiful uh, uh, lady football gorgeous ground uh, including the double decker Homesdale which just stands out for some reason um but what kind of effect is relegation going to have 0208 70 20 558 have your say uh my new producer jamie is going to be uh is going to be taking your calls this evening he's from new zealand be gentle with him this evening uh we're here in the heart of london on london's love sport radio chaps talk to me about the atmosphere well um it's definitely taken a, a hit uh, I think year on year in the Premier League. So let's let's, let's talk about uh, the the hype that comes with being a Premier League football club. It really does draw you in. You know, there's a reason it's the most watched league in the world. It's, it's the most well promoted league in the world. If you like, I'm going to use the word sexy. <laughs> there you go. I think we thought you might. Yeah, it's going to happen today, it. wasn't it? But um, so, but I think as as a supporter, it's very very tough not to get drawn into that and not to think that. Every, you know, every single game is the most important game you've ever watched in your life. And I think the longer we've been a Premier League club, and bear in mind this is the longest Palace have been in the top division, I think the long, the more we've struggled to cope with the idea of being out of that division. And we were, talk, we were talking about it the other day, and it was, you know, one of the statements was made by um, by Guy Nick on our show, and he said he was talking about how much it matters that we that we, you know, if we were to be relegated. But the reality is, it matters. It matters to the people who are putting the money into the club. But does it really matter that much? Is it that dramatic that if we drop down to the Championship, bearing in mind most of us have spent our lives watching Palace, fl- you know, sort of flip between those two levels? Yeah. It's, it's not out. It's not. It's not an alien situation to us. And of course, there will be fans who've never seen Palace in anything but the Premier League, who are, who are recent converts. But. More often, they probably won't turn up anyway. <laughs> well, exactly. So I, I sort of I, my point on it is it has the atmosphere has been affected dramatically, but should it? <laughs> I genuinely think a lot of a lot of us, and I, I'll say I include myself in this, I've got to take a bit of a look at ourselves and, and think maybe we're taking this a little bit too seriously because we're losing our identity as Palace fans. We're just becoming generic football fans. We were going to try and recreate it in here, but we couldn't get a drum in. <laughs> <laughs> but in term in terms of um, you know the the next sort of you know few weeks nine games to go they they are nine cup finals Let, let's be fair chaps yeah I mean Chelsea you, you you go into that and think if you don't come away with anything then you know same with United and Spurs anything you get is a bonus you then start to look at Huddersfield Huddersfield Bournemouth Stoke not not necessarily in this order West Brom Watford. And you think, oh, you know, that's that's more favourable. But you know, a lot of those are teams that we didn't beat at home. But we'll be, we'll be talking these more in the second hour because I want to know who worries you out of those 10, 12 te- I mean, ten, Chris twelve teams. <laughs> <laughs> ten, twelve. Oh, his, his his love for for jerk chicken really concerns mm, me. Um, mm. Ten to twelve teams, you know, that are. Not even strand. There's no one who's strand. Bar West Brom, who you can actually say, yes, you know, we we feel they've got 
you know, you know, they, they, they look like they're going down. Swansea have pulled themselves back. Palace have pulled themselves back. Everyone is doing a bit of a Houdini job this season. I want to talk about that in the second half, but we're inviting your calls in. 0208 70 20 558. You've got to come on. You've got to chat to us. You've got to tell us uh, what you think of the job that Roy Hodgson is doing this evening. Uh, well, not this evening in general. For the past few months, this evening, we hope he, he is still doing it this evening we he is he we hope we hope roy is is listening uh wherever he is and ray, he might have ray lewington you know listening for him he, he does love a bit <laughs> of ray you know they are a great little dream team together but we want to hear about the atmosphere about sellers park how was the thought of relegation affected the atmosphere in in that wonderful wonderful ground is the homestyle road end is that still the same place to be you know the number to dial, 0208 70 20 558. My man Jamie is waiting to take your call. We're on 558 AM, we're on online, and uh, we are on DAB Digital Radio as well. It's nearly time for some real news, people. Real news, not fake news. Read by very intelligent people, just like me. That I can tell you. Love Sport. Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. The perfect comedy breakfast sandwich. Bringing home the bacon with all the sports, the biggest news, and a fair amount of egg on faces. You like it saucy? There'll be something for you. Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. Weekdays from 6am on Love Sport. They call me the spokesman, and I've got one job, and one job only, saving you money. So, say your home insurance quote is too high. Not a problem. My guys will set up a load of great deals, and you just pick the one that suits you. Bosh, job done. Everybody's happy, except maybe your old insurer. So next time you get a big bill, just compare, switch, and save at thespokesmansaid.com. You know it makes sense. You could visit 10, 20, 50, 100 car dealers. Or just visit Car Giant with giant choice and giant savings. Car Giant! Divorce. It threatens the things you've worked hard for in more ways than you can imagine. Your home, savings, pension, and most of all, your relationship with your children. Don't let divorce cost you any more than it has to. Cordell & Cordell is dedicated to helping men in matters relating to divorce. Call now on 0330-6060-161 or visit cordellcordell.co.uk, office in central London. A partner men can count on. You love your sport, but it can be a pain organising it. Endless phone calls, emails and text messages, organising players and collecting money can all be a headache. What you need is Teamer.net, the free sports app that'll help you manage your team's events, communicate effectively as a team, and now you can collect money simply and securely via Teamer payments. Relied upon by 2 million members, Teamer is available for free on desktop, Android and iPhone. We are back on Love Sport Radio this Thursday evening talking all things easy. Eagles, uh, I am with the chaps from Holmesdale Radio, Chris Hambling, Albert Curley are in the building, we're talking all things, we're talking Palace Cult Heroes, I want some good ones, I've got mine ready, I don't think uh, the chaps have, keep them coming in, at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, you can tweet them at Hull Radio, HLL Radio, you can call us as well, 0208 70 558, what's the atmosphere like around Fortress Selhurst, talk to me about it, I 
really, really want to know about it. Mark Ritson will be joining us uh, very, very shortly to preview the Chelsea game as well. But first, your news update. On 558am, online, on your smart speaker and on digital radio, this is Love Sport News. From the Sky News Centre at 8, 21 people have been treated after Sunday's nerve, attack, nerve agent attack in Salisbury. The suspected targets, former Russian spy Sergei Skripal and his daughter Yulia, are both seriously ill in hospital. A police officer who was among the first on the scene, Detective Sergeant Nick Bailey, has been awake and talking. Former UN Chemicals Weapons Inspector Jerry Smith says it was an audacious attack. Using something like a nerve agent is clearly uh, it's a significant effort, and of course it wasn't covert. The, the, you know, the, the, the users must have known that they were going to be discovered, or the, the method of, of, of injuring this person was going to be discovered, and therefore itself it sends a message. Harrowing accounts of the Parsons Green tube bombing amid heard at the Old Bailey. 18-year-old Iraqi asylum seeker Ahmed Hassan denies attempted murder and causing an explosion that was likely to endanger life last September. Jurors have been shown CCTV footage of the explosion and our reporter Katie Spencer says survivors also talked about a fireball ripping through the carriage. One girl said that she'd put hairspray on her hair that morning and she felt her hair whoosh up in flames and her face on fire. Another man described how he felt that he'd lost his ears, the intensity of the fire, feeling it on his face and feeling that his ears were burning. The UK government's put forward a budget for Northern Ireland because talks have so far failed on a new power-sharing deal. Northern Ireland Secretary Karen Bradley's unveiled a £12 billion spending plan. The White House says Donald Trump will sign orders to impose tariffs on imported steel and aluminium later. He's called the plans very fair, but they've faced international criticism. Last year's winner, Sizing John, will miss next week's Cheltenham Gold Cup. Trainer Jessica Harrington wrote on social media to say she was announcing the news with a heavy heart. And in football, Arsenal have taken a huge step towards the quarterfinal of the Europa League. They won 2-0 at AC Milan in the first leg of their last 16 tie. Everett Mkhitaryan and Aaron Ramsey both scored before half-time. That's the latest. I'm Charlie Maggs. The Crystal Palace Fan Show. The latest on the Eagles. And all the gossip from Selhurst Park. Plus, you Glazers fans getting vocal on the socials. The Crystal Palace Fan Show. With 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Love Sport London. A great station for a great city. City, 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 city. I'm feeling glad all over, yes sir. Oh, that wasn't supposed to come out of there. Come let's sing it. Over, <laughs> baby, um. Get John Salarco back. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. I love that song. Oh. I love that song. That version? No. The, yeah, you, know, you, know, you, know, you know the version they play at the ground? Dave when, Clark 5. The Dave Clark 5, the original glad all over it's lovely we're feeling glad all over this evening, aren't we? We're having a bit of a laugh. And we, we've, feeling come, it. we've come up with a new game as well. Crystal Palace, guess who? It's going to work. Am I from Latvia? Uh, possibly. You or... No. no. My, my, the person I'm thinking of. <laughs> oh, sorry, see, I'm... 
the rules are a bit sketchy <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> we're going to get this though, right? We're, we're talking. We're talking all things Palace. Um, we are encouraging your calls. Oh two oh eight seventy twenty five five eight. Rosie's in the gallery. So is Jamie. They've all given us a nice little way. We'll be talking to Mark Ritson very very shortly as well, previewing the Chelsea fixture. Um, and we're talking about the uh, the atmosphere around Fortress Cellars, the re- relegation, the threat of relegation. What's it done to the atmosphere? What's it done to the people around uh, around the ground? I mean, it's always been a place known for its vibrant atmosphere. Cellars, just the wonderful fans. The Holmesdale Ultras right down in the corner, you know, just intimidating people when you're taking a corner. I mean, what a, it's just such a brilliant sight to see on TV. Yeah. It, it, it is, of course, and... and- we desperately want to keep that i say that's you know we were talking before that's our identity um and it's you know it's a, it's a frustrating thing to see how quick to anger people are but it's totally understandable when you're wrapped up and emotionally invested in in a team like we are you know obviously because we're sitting here talking about it um it's, about. it's hard not to yeah <laughs> but um <laughs> but uh, no you go, go on but what's your view on this i've said enough well, it's, well do you know what it's tricky because they were so so pivotal in in getting us up, sort of thing. You know, the the, the H- Homesdale fanatics, um, massive atmosphere for what was you know a, a mediocre Championship club that sort of propelled us up the league and vital in creating atmosphere at Wembley in the playoffs, the cup semi-finals, the cup finals. Um, but it's I mean it's so tense at the moment. You can't. I mean I I struggle to to sort of roll myself up when the games are so tense it's hard it's hard to stay positive how, how, how they do it how uh, at what point you know we've got, we got nine games to go at what point can you actually say you know what we can see the end that the finishing line is in sight safety is in sight because there are so many clubs involved in this relegation battle i mean i was talking west ham the other day the fans are worried they're very, very concerned. Under David Moore, he's very concerned. You know, atmosphere is... There's a toxic atmosphere around the club. You look at someone like Stoke. You know, they've spent money. Peter Coates has backed the club constantly. Yet they've brought in, you know, Paul Lambert. Maybe too late. Maybe Lambert wasn't the right decision. Who else was out there for them? You know, you've got Alan Pardew at West Bromwich Albion going and off and, and, and nicking taxis and eating McDonald's. Really <laughs> not the kind of thing you want to be doing. Or you was, want your I've professional footballers. Shot. I mean, for, for a professional footballer to be doing that, on a mid-season trip surely the idea is to do a bit of team bonding let's all have a nice game of bridge or dominoes or uh, let's let's have a game of scrabble chaps you know instead of going out you know letting them go out have a drink and 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 do their thing maybe that's not the best you look at teams like that you look at i mean i'd go 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 as far as someone like huddersfield you know is their attacking football gonna prove costly at the end of the season at what point are you thinking yeah, three points there, a point there, three points there will be all right. So I've already been through it. And for, for me, if we get three more wins this season, we're staying up, right? And I've picked out the three games that we're going to win. <laughs> so we're going oh. to be, beat Huddersfield, going to beat Brighton, and then we're going to leave it in traditional Palace style to the last day to beat West Brom. And we'll stay up and relegate them. With Alan Pardew there, hopefully. Yep. Yeah. Dancing away. Dan- yeah, dancing his way down to the Championship. Uh... Yeah, I think that last. I, I I certainly don't see us being safe with any sort of realistic, you know, nice chunk of time where we could just sit back and enjoy those last two games. Hopefully, West Brom are gone by then, and we can casually. Brush I mean, them I mean, they're they're the team everyone is looking at, who everyone thinks is 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 
gone. Is is it they're they're on their way, aren't they? Well, we, we funnily enough, last time our last Premier League spell came to an end, West Brom were gone, and all of a sudden they came out of nowhere, <laughs> and it was us that went. So that sort of plays at the back of your mind and, until it's mathematically safe. Which might not be till the. Do, do you still whistle. look at teams like Newcastle? Do you look at Southampton? Oh, do you look at Swansea? I mean, Swansea look dead and buried. Let's be fair. Like Palace did, they look dead and buried. They're thirteenth. Yeah, with the what greatest an effect, Carvalho had. With the greatest respect, Swansea, they do my head in. They really <laughs> do. I mean, they were. I mean, last season they they just. <laughs> they I would try us. to do an impersonation. Of, what what do you want about? <laughs> what that's pretty good. That was I like good. that. Yeah. Thank you. yeah. Yeah, it's good. I, I was like, I was in Wales, briefly, um, but I, you know, th- they seem—they always beat us for some reason. Always. You know, even if we score, was it five? They score six. Yeah. I, I, you know, it, it four is four, five, four, wasn't it? Felt like so. Might as well have been six. Might as well have been. But it, they, they and you know, everyone laughed when they pointed Car- uh, Carlos Carvalho. Is Carvalho. that how you pronounce it? Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, yep. Seamless, <laughs> <laughs> but everyone laughed, and he's just done such a good job. And you can see what he's done. He's done the opposite to what Pardew's done at West Brom. He's got it in amongst the players. He's galvanised them, similar to Roy, given them a real simple setup, and played to their strengths. He's not. Do, do you think he's just he's just added a bit of a sort of a, a jovial effect to him because he seems so. He he took uh, cakes to the press last week I mean he's just walking around with a box of cakes just going oh here I bought them from Portugal have one have one you know you don't see managers doing that they barely want to turn up to press conferences these days you know half of them are looking to storm out at any point and there's him saying come and have a cake and a, cake and a cup of tea with me it's brilliant I think any any good manager in any walk of life takes the pressure off their team and to, to get them to perform to their best um, you know I think We've all seen teams, well, we've all seen Palace freeze completely under pressure. You know, things that I remember losing a Scunthorpe because of pressure, and, and it was horrible to watch. Do you think so, we need more cake? I think more cake, um, and I think Roy's capable of bringing us cake. I'll, I'll be honest. But yeah, I think I think you're right, Aaron. That's that's certainly a factor. He's he's kind of lighting the mood at Swansea. But you, you look, but you look at all of those teams. You know, David Wagner's done a great job at, at Huddersfield, as you pointed out. They they play an attacking football, so they do take risks. But he's also a character, you know, and, and that. That in itself also takes a bit of pressure off his teams, but it's going to get really, really tight next few games. I mean, you, you, I'd say you look as far as someone like Everton, maybe Brighton, who you may think they're starting to pull away now. They're, you know, they're seven off. Now, you know, I think maybe Brighton have done just enough. I think they've you been brilliant. You had to mention under. the Brighton thing, didn't you? you I, think they've been, I think they've been brilliant. Oh, well, you've got, to, you've got to hold your, you know, your, your head up to uh, to Chris Hewton. Uh, he's done a very good job. I mean, Sam Allardyce isn't really winning many plaudits at uh, Everton. I think Watford are in it again uh, next season. But everyone from sort of Bournemouth down, you wonder. Two defeats and you're right back in there. Bournemouth, uh, 29 played. 33 points, 12, they're 12th in the table. Um, Huddersfield, Newcastle, Southampton, they cannot score goals. They sold Graziano Pella to, to China. They've brought in players, but they just can't seem to do it. It's it's a really strange season, isn't it? Yeah, they're, uh, they're an interesting one because obviously in the summer we went for De Boer and they went for Pellegrino when it could have been the other way around. 
and it's interest, interesting to see their struggles and I think obviously Pellegrino does with hindsight seem much more suited to the Premier League but he's still struggling to get his ideas across to set to the to the players and like you say they're, they're a club that's sold their best players and they've got away for a number of years with being able to replace them both through their academy and, and for some good recruitment but I, you know I can't lie I quite like seeing them struggle and, and they're, you know they're in real, real danger of going down you sort of hope that you know, Parge, I mean, if he stays there at the end of the season, it'd be a miracle. But you, you don't, you don't want these these other clubs. We've already made our change. Do you, do you think they'll sack him? I've got well, I've got a good, a good mate, Jamie, who's a who's an avid Southampton fan, and he is like waiting for the news. I'm, ta- I'm talking about Pardew. Oh, Pardew. Well, apparently he's got like one game left, hasn't he? Um, they keep saying that. Yeah. They keep saying that. Um, but if they sack him, who do they go for now? <laughs> no one's. Who want is it. out there right now? Frank de Boer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's it's tricky. You just like I said, we've played our card, we've made our change, and we had a bit of a bounce, and we've maybe settled down to a, a mean. But you don't want West Brom making another change and 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 getting a positive bounce. Same with Southampton. You don't Is want it the- too late for West Brom? I mean, they've done it before. I'd they've love to, done I'd love, it before. I'd love to say yes. I'd love to say yes, but erring on the side of course. Let, let's be fair. They 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 came through in in two thousand and four, two thousand and five. You know, under Brian Robson, a, a brilliant finish of the season after being bottom at Christmas. And you know, there used to be that little saying: if you're bottom at Christmas, that's it. It's curtains already. But I mean, they came through it. You know, are they some a team that you look at and you think, yeah, they could drag us down? I mean, let's be fair for Palace, 18th, 27 points off of 29 games. Will this be this season that we see the lowest sort of points tally recorded for staying up? Because, I mean, everyone says it's that magic 40 points. That used to be Sam Allardyce's favourite number, you know, at, at Bolton and Sunderland, wherever he's gone. 40 points, 40 points, 40 points. You know, three wins. You're you're on thirty six points, and and life life could be very very rosy. I genuinely think thirty six points and goal difference will probably keep someone up this year. I honest I honestly do. Um, it, it's weird to see it so tight there. It, re- it really is, and and I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about it. What, one thing that gives me a bit of comfort as a Palace fan is because if I look at the start of the season and the teams we had to play and the really poor run. We've actually hit those those same difficult teams in in a sequence and had another poor run. So I'm kind of trying to use logic there and saying, well, once we've got that out of the way, we've got this Chelsea game out of the way, we're actually getting to a run of teams that we're more than capable of taking points off. Um, and for for me, you know, that's the thing that I cling to. We, now, need, we need players back. Yeah, de- desperately need players back, but we've got we've got winnable games coming up. I mean, I mean, you look at it, you know, Chelsea this this weekend. Some would say this is the best time to play them. Confidence is at an all time low. Stamford Bridge, you have got Huddersfield away, going to be a tough one. Liverpool at Selhurst. Uh, Liverpool don't really like coming to Selhurst, uh, as we know. Bournemouth away, that could be a six pointer. You have Brighton at home, which is going to be a wonderful derby. Watford away, Palace. Uh, sorry, Palace Leicester. Um, you know, is 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 approaching the end of the season and the last game of the season Crystal Palace West Brom that could be such a defining game at Selhurst um, you know it's going to be an incredible run towards the end of the season 0208 70 20 558 it's Love Sport Radio for your Thursday evening my name's Aaron I'm driving you through till 10pm we're chatting all things Palace and joining us on the line is Mark Ritson he's a journalist that uh, covers Palace quite a lot Mark how are you getting on 
Hi, Aaron. How are you doing? Good evening. Good evening, pal. Not bad, not bad. We're talking Palace this evening, and we are looking at the next nine games. Um, Mark, for you, having having watched Palace this season and, and looking at the Premier League, and from your point of view, where at what point are Palace going to think, you know what, yes, we, we've done enough? Well, I mean, you would have seen the tough fixtures that they've they've had. They've had Spurs, Manchester United, and they've got Chelsea, obviously, this weekend. And uh, and obviously, there's, there's, there's a game with Huddersfield as well, Sam, which we've seen Liverpool. But you look at those final, I think, five or six games, and on paper, they are they are so, I think, favourable for, for Palace. Obviously, there's a, the big, the, you know, the, the local derby, if you like, or the rivalry with Brighton in there as well. But, um, I, I mean, I've, I've been saying this week, I, I think Palace will be fine. I don't think... Um, I don't think they're going to be relegated. You, you know, Wilfred Zaha looks like he's going to be back next weekend as well. Um, they've got a few more players to come back from injury as well. And, and I, I, I don't think they have really, they don't have much to worry about. I think the other teams have got um, a lot, you know, much tougher running. Um, you know, you look at the likes of Stoke and even Brighton. I know Brighton have been doing really well, but they, they've got to play the top, you know, the, the proper big boys, um, you know, coming up. So, for me, it's, it's not all doom and gloom for Palace at the moment. I think they, they expected to be, you know, in the relegation zone, you know, in these two weeks. But, um, but you know, as I said, Wilfred Zaha looks like he's going to be back, not this weekend, but, you know, the weekend after. And and, and those games on paper are quite favourable, Aaron. But what about the atmosphere, Mark, around the ground? You know, I've spoken to the chaps here from Holmesdale Radio. They've talked about Sellers Park, how it maybe isn't as vociferous as it once was. What, what, what are your thoughts on it? And, and do you think it's affecting Roy Hodgson? Do you think he knows about it? Do you think he understands where the fans are coming from? I, I, don't, think, I don't think that it will affect Roy too much. I mean, obviously the players, you know, always appreciate the backing and you know, Palace fans have, have had this reputation, you like, you know, not just in the Premier League, but I suppose it's highlighted more in the top flight, you know, over the last five seasons that they are, you know, the, the best fans in the, in the top flight. They do make a lot of noise. They, they, they follow the team, you know, home and away, you know, to the, you know, they probably back them. But, you know, I, I actually mentioned this um, last week on another radio show. I, I felt in, in recent games that I've seen Palace, that the atmosphere has been a little bit, you know, a little bit quieter. And, you know, we haven't seen... You know, when we've seen tough times before, we've seen, you know, big banner displays in the Holmesdale. We haven't really seen that for a while. And, um, I mean, Monday night, they it actually stepped up a little bit, you know, stepped up a gear, the, the game with Manchester United. But um, <laughs> the fans will always be, you know, the fans will always turn up. They'll always be there. But I just think, you know, the way this, the, the team, the situation they're in, they need to up their levels again. They really do. The, you know, the vocal cords needs to go up um, a notch once again, you know, just... You know those 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 vocal calls that made Palace fans, you know, one of the uh, the best, you know, fans in the Premier League, really. Hey, Mark, it's uh, it's Chris from Homestay Radio. Um, what did you? Uh what, yeah, hi, mate. What, did, what did you make of our transfer window and, and the way that all came about? Because obviously, you, as you as you'll know, the fans were absolutely gutted with uh, with the, the sort of certainly the final day of it. And you'll, you'll know yeah. that we perhaps should have addressed certainly the goalkeeping position. We only just about addressed the striker position and still left ourselves a bit short. You know, what was your view as you, as you watched it on the day? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean like. Every every club wants a striker, don't they? In the January transfer window, and well, Palace were desperate as as we know for one. Um, okay, they got one, but not experienced. You know, you know, Sol- Solot is going to be one for the future, if, if you like. And 
is he going to be the one that really steps up to get the goals? Oh, I don't think so, if I'm honest. I mean, ben Sake, for me, is the one that really needs to step up. And let's be honest, he was really good on Monday against Manchester United. It was a lot better. But, um, but in terms of the transfer window, as you said, the goalkeeper situation, uh, we've got Guaita from, from Getafe. We're not 100% sure on what's actually really happening there. There's you know, talk that he's signing in the summer, and then there's rumours that that's not happening now. Sure. But, um, you know, I was there on transfer deadline day, as you know, and uh, they were really, they were close to getting Amadou um, from Lille. Uh, that didn't happen. It was it just happened too late. But I just think, I know I know everyone's in the same boat, and they're trying to get business done. But, uh, but as we've seen, it always goes to the final day. But I just think Palace needed to be a bit more, I don't know, just a little bit more organised. It just seems, I know the fans have been saying it as well with, with, with Dougie, you know, in the background, Dougie Freeman, director of football. I don't think he's delivered yet, I'll be honest. And um, I mean, Steve Parrish has delivered in the last five years. But um, I think this season, out of all five seasons in the Premier League, um, I think it's been their worst in terms of transfers. Mark, um, we are running out of time here. 20 past eight here on Love Sport Radio. I'll tell you what, we w- do want to preview the Chelsea game with you. Um, can, can you can you stick with us for a bit? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Lovely of course. stuff. We'll be uh, back right after this. Back with Mark Ritson, uh, who's a journalist, covering Crystal Palace. Yeah, I love the Oscars. Of course I do. My favourite is the one that lives in the bin on Sesame Street. That I can tell you. <laughs> Call us on 0208 70 20 558. And don't worry, we won't cut you off if you call us darling. Love Sport. Love Sport. With 7OTV.com. Predict 7 to net a million. London's mid-mornings will never be the same. The silence is broken and the feathers are ruffled. Christo on Love Sport. Like a bird that's been uncaged and let loose. Careful, he may well make it your lucky day. All the stories, all the opinions, managed by the wannabe son of Margaret Thatcher. Christo on Love Sport. Weekdays from 10 on Love Sport. A great station for a great city. Don't take no from no one. Wise words from a wise man. Namely me, the spokesman. So if your car insurance quote is too high, tell them to sling their rook and let my guy sort it. We've got the deals from the players, but they won't get out of line. Because it's easy to compare, switch and save at a spokesmansaid.com. You know it makes sense. And then, do you know, you know how your other half is always nagging you about how much you love football? Well, she certainly won't be nagging you anymore when your love for football wins you one million pounds. Seven of the Best is the online game with big prizes. Just pick six teams to win and one to draw, and you could win £1 million. It's free to play, so what are you waiting for? Play Seven of the Best today. Check out 7OTB.com. That's the number 7OTB.com. Customer information may be used for targeted advertising. You could make the main dealer's day by paying over the odds. Or you could go to Big Motoring World and save a fortune on up to 2,000 pre-owned BMWs, Mercedes, Audis and VWs in stock. Then with the money you saved, put a smile on your face with a cheeky weekend away for two. Give yourself a break at Big Motoring World. Just minutes from the M25. See bigmotoringworld.co.uk. I have to tell you, Crystal Palace, spectacular, really great, shiny. We're warming up ready for London's biggest kickoff. But in the meantime, you can stare at us doing our overly sexual stretches. Love sport. Love sport. Love sport. 
Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Love Sport Radio, Thursday evening, we're talking all things Eagles with Mark Ritson, uh, a good friend of the programme. Uh, Mark, glad to have you back with us. Um, Albert, I know you wanted to ask uh, Mark a question. I just wondered if uh, Mark would think, consider that home wins against Brighton, West Brom and Leicester would be enough to see us over the line. <sighs> hmm. well, I think um, well, I think potentially Palace can get more than three wins. I really do. I like your style, um, Mark. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, honestly, I, I really don't think Palace will be in trouble. I, I just think that, I think Brian at home, I think they'll beat them. Um, uh, I mean, even Watford, Watford will be difficult. They'll all be difficult games, but I, I just think, let's just get the Chelsea game out of the way and the Liverpool game. Um, okay, let's, you know, I think they need to get a win at the Huddersfield, um, depending on what happens at, at Chelsea. But I just think that, I think, th- yeah, three wins, three to four wins will be, I think they'll get, yeah, I think it'll be fine. Three wins will be fine, but I think they'll get more. I really do. And Mark, uh, very quickly, I know, I know you're a busy man. I want to just preview Chelsea on, uh, on on Saturday. Is this the best time for Palace to be taking Chelsea on? Confidence low uh, at Stamford Bridge. Conte, well, he doesn't really know if he's coming or going, does he? Is this an opportunity for, for Roy's boys to grab a couple of points, maybe three? Well, they did it last season, didn't they? Um, they surprised everyone with that win at Stamford Bridge last season. I think, okay, yeah, Chelsea aren't in the greatest of form, um, but then you look at Palace's this squad. It's you know it's still it's still I say depleted in a way. I mean, I know the press conference today, Wilfred Zaha is making good progress, but I don't think he'll be risked this weekend. But um, I think Palace would, would take a point. I really do. I think they, they, they would definitely take a point um, before the game. Um, and if they can do that, I think that, that really sets them up nicely for, for Huddersfield. But this is Chelsea. You know, Chelsea can think, you know, they can turn things around, especially at Stamford Bridge as well. Um, they've got such a, an array of talent that, um, you know, it's going to be such a difficult game for Palace. And like I said, I just think that a point, you've got to make do with a point you really do come away from Stamford Bridge and it sets you up nicely for, for Huddersfield Mark Ritson thank you very much uh, great to have you on the programme this evening 8.25 on Love Sport Radio 558am DAB Digital Radio online and via your Alexa smart speaker we want to hear from you about the Eagles Crystal Palace um, it's three wins going to be enough are three wins going to be enough you know that Brighton game could it all come down to that could it come down to the final day um, West Bromwich Albion give us your thoughts 0208 758. you can tweet us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter um, we're also asking about your Palace cult heroes those ones that you might have bought a shirt of uh, well, I might have bought their shirt back in the day and just you know forgotten about it somewhere at the back of the wardrobe you might have dug it up somewhere and uh, you know you, you might be thinking about them once again all those shiny stickers we want to know they've been flying in on twitter we want to know them at love sport radio on twitter they are at whole radio they are chris hambling and albert curly you are shane shane you are on love sport radio now firstly i want to ask you do you agree with mark is three wins going to be enough for palace this season yeah i think i think three wins will be enough personally um you know i the form of late hasn't been too bad. Um, obviously, like to, I've seen us do some business in the transfer window. 
Um, but unfortunately, Steve Parrish was away on a ski holiday, so I couldn't finish off some of the deals. Which was disappointing to see. Um, I mean, I think Chris might recognise me. I've spoken to him earlier on in the uh, season um, on the Homestead radio show. Um, and, you know, I personally don't think that Steve Parrish um, should continue at the club beyond this season. Personally, but, I mean, um, I mean, Sh- Shane. You know, he's. Let's be fair. He's he's brought you into the Premier League. He's established you as a Premier League club. There, there are plans afoot yeah. for expansion of Sellers Park. You know, there's been so much talk about the ground. You know, you've you you've spent big on players. You've bought Ben Teke. Um, what more does Parish need to do to to win you over personally? Take less holidays. <laughs> Oh, that's a difficult one, isn't it? I mean, uh, I'll bring in one of the one of the guys. Holiday at, at the most important times of the season. I mean, that, you know, we're, we're a family club. Um, you know, I, th- I think that's that's well known. Um, you know, after uh, Ben came that penalty against Bournemouth earlier on in the season, you know, Paris had an alter- altercation with a, a fan after the game, and you know, I just I don't really think it's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't see another Premier League chairman in, in that sort of situation. Wasn't you, um, Shane? Was it? <laughs> uh, it wasn't it you, wasn't mate, you was Shane. I'm on a boycott until Steve Parish leaves, so it wasn't me. No, I, I could back Shane up with that. I met met Shane up in Newcastle, and um, he's, you're still committed to following the boys. You just won't go to the games. Thank you, Shane, for your call this evening. Oh two oh eight seventy twenty five five eight. Um, somewhat of an exiled Eagles fan, um, Shane. He's 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 on a bit of a boycott. He, he's not he's not really a fan of Steve Parish, but I thought things were all rosy with Parrish. He brought you out of administration. He secured external funding. You've got a new stand being built. Um, am I right in saying you broke your transfer record? Yeah, we repeatedly broke it. Yeah, I mean, you know. What, what, what more do you want? I know for a fact there's clubs out there, like the likes of West Ham United, who, if you turn around, uh, you know, three, four years ago and said, hey, guys, we're going to build a new stand at, at the bowling ground and we're going to break our transfer record consistently and we're going to establish ourselves as a decent Premier League outfit, and we're going to secure external funding, they, they'd be snapping your hands off right now. See, I mean, Shane's, Shane's not on his own. Um, I, I consider that an unfortunate situation because, you know, I, I don't share that view. Uh, I, had a, I had a very interesting discussion with, with, with Shane, you know, a few months back, but, you know, I, I don't see it myself. You know, I mean, I, I can't... So, realistically, I can't say that the chairman of a football club going on holiday prevents a football club doing any business especially at the prices you Is get it, a holiday what, in January what, then then I'll tell you what I'll leave you this because we, we've we've got to head a trial very quickly but what is Dougie Friedman or Doogie Friedman's role then? If if Steve Parrish has given him the remit to say, go, go and buy players, go and supplement Roy Hodgson's squad, make sure my football club are in the Premier League next season, what, what's he doing? Well, he, I mean, he's been brought, brought in this season to, to specifically, you know, to, to help Steve, because Steve was doing that job himself uh, um, as well. I don't think Steve's the sort of person who would just leave that alone, though. I think he's work, been still there working with Dougie. Um, but, I mean, Dougie's more about scouting and identifying players he's only really just got his feet under the table but it just goes to show you Palace in some ways are still very much a championship set up operating in the Premier League 0208 70 558 whether you agree with us whether you disagree with us whatever you think give us a call and have your say it's Love Sport Radio for your Thursday night Seriously, this station is great. I'd only be worried if Arsene Wenger was managing it. That I could tell you. He'd be fired. Hey, Arsene, you're fired. 
you're a fan of Brentford, check out Love Sport tonight from nine. I don't think there was many Brentford fans that went to bed last night. I think most people wanted to stay up and just read what was going on on social media. It was hilarious. The evening started and ended just as we could have hoped, you know. There was potential for a few banana skins there. The Brentford Fans Show with 7OTB.com on Love Sport. We're back on Love Sport Radio, 558am on DAB Digital Radio and via your Alexa smart speaker. Don't forget that I'm here with the chaps from uh, Holmesdale Radio. I'll tell you what, you've got 14 minutes before we end all the seriousness and we have a bit of a throwback and we talk about our Palace cult heroes. Um, you know, I'm really excited for this. Get yours in. Tweet them at Whole Radio, HOL Radio. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or give us a call 0208 70 20 558. If you want to call us and talk about your Palace cult heroes, my man Jamie, he'll call you back. He'll call you back when we are talking about that. And you know what? You'll have a good time. I can guarantee you that. But we're talking Steve Parrish. We're talking about the board. We're talking Dougie Friedman next year to move on and to learn, be it in the Premier League, be it in the Championship, to changes need to be made at the top level. Well, certainly not at, at the board level, I don't think. I just think, as Chris has alluded to, it's still a, it, amateur's harsh. It's you know, it is still a ch- sort of Championship system behind the scenes, and I think we just need to refine it. Buck our, ear, buck our ideas up a bit and and act a bit sooner. Identify targets sooner. I think the trick. I mean, I'm, I'm no, I've never been wholly sure what a director of football does. To be honest, it's um, it's it's good that Dougie can I- identify players if that's what he's doing. I'm sure that's what he's doing. But at the end of the day, he doesn't hold the purse strings. Um, when you throw in agents and stubborn chairman and and greedy players, it, it all it all boils down to do the numbers work. Um, but I think we need to maybe just be a little, you know, be a two steps ahead. And try and try and identify targets early. So, so basically, get the job done early. Were they not doing that with De Boer? We've we've not done it since we've been in the Premier League. Really, every every transfer window, it goes down to the wire, and you you wait, you go to bed expecting to wake up and see some transfers confirmed, and more often than not, it's someone that was strongly linked who's what, got what, away. What do you need next season? <laughs> Everything. It's, it's, you're talking about a complete revamp, really. So, there's certain players that you think. You know, are going to be are going to be gone. So I, I personally think Kabai. I think there's going to be some sort of action around Benteke because he's he's clearly not happy, and he's some not of the performing. old guard leaving. Delaney, Dan, Damian Delaney, potentially Julian might move into a coaching role. Julian Speroni, something like that. Dan, Scott, Dan again. See how he recovers from his injury. Um, but there's a fair few others. I think I, don't, I think Martin Kelly signed a new deal. But there's a fair few others who are who are out of contract, um, and, and we haven't heard anything about it. You know, I think Macarthur's one. Um, yeah, but I think you, you know. In all honesty, there's going to in every area of the team. There's going to have to be action. Certainly, if we go down, we're going to have to look at how do we replace our most influential but, players. But we, we've just talked about how three wins will do it. Mark's just come on and said three wins will do it. Um, I I don't think you're going down. Is is there really that much of a feeling that yes, this could still happen? Yeah. Yeah, definitely at the moment, and and it's purely because of the run that we're on. I think people relaxed an awful lot when we were on a decent run. The only team that beat us in fifteen games, I think, no, sorry, thirteen games, was Arsenal twice. I think everyone. But it's was, no, it's no winning six now, is it? Yeah, it will. Well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, once you, it's, it's interesting. You go, you look at one set of statistics, and you're on one type of positive run. But as soon as you start losing games, it's very easy for that to turn. 
and 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 it has and it's just the nature of the fixture list really as, as well as the injuries that we've had but you know there's plenty if you try if you take the emotion out of it i totally agree with you we, i think take the emotion out you look at the games we've got left and you think should be easy even with the injuries starting with chelsea on easy <laughs> chelsea easy Saturday. I mean, they're, they're in a bit of turmoil at the moment. Antonio Conte looks like a, a dead man walking. I thought he was gone after the Watford game. I mean, the way Delafeo was slicing through their back line was 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 literally pretty easy. Um, again, I'm going to pose this question: Is this an easy time to be playing? Is it the best time to be playing with? Is 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 this an opportunity where Roy Hodgson says, "You know what, guys? No winning six for us. We can go and we can go and have a right good go at them." I think we can definitely have a have a go at them, but we you know we did the same against Spurs and we did the same against United, and not not an effort, but we came, we came up short. It's it, it, you know it's the, it's, there's a, the top four, top six clubs just have that have that extra gear or two that if they if they if they really need to. They can slip into it, and, Ch- and Chelsea haven't had that gear this season. No, but you know, a player like Hazard, and again, if we had our first team, if we had no injuries, and we could go there with Zaha on form and Benteke on form, as we saw last season, I'd, I'd, I'd sit here and say, yeah, we can get something out of it. But but you, I, you, I mean, Chris, you can get something from this. We, we, you scored two against Manchester United. They got the best goalkeeper in the world. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We can. But the likelihood is pretty simple, but partic- particularly when you factor another thing in. And that's that if you're on a terrible run and people are saying this is a good time to play you, if you play Crystal Palace, you will win. <laughs> that's a fact. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you're bottom of the you know the conference or you're, you're top of the Premier League. If the media are saying that you're on a terrible run and it's a great time for Palace to be playing you, we will hand you the points. Well, that's it's what a we terrible do. time for Paris, uh, pa- Paris Palace to be playing Chelsea then, isn't it? It's all, you know, Palace are going to get stuffed six in at the weekend. If that's the, if that's the attitude, do you think that's, that's symptomatic of the attitude now? It's, is it a bit defeatist? Is it a bit pessimistic? You know, I mean, three or four years ago, Palace fans were just having a good time, weren't they? Yeah, we were. Yeah, but the the funny thing was, we were still saying that stuff, but we did it with a smile on our faces, and we were interested in enjoying ourselves. Yeah, exactly. I think now, unfortunately, we say it with a with a bit of an air of resignation. Look, I'm a very positive person around Palace. I think we'll stay up, you know, but. I, I, I look at I try to be realistic as well because otherwise has, has, I was just about to say has Premier League realism hit it has definitely for me I, I, you know I, if, if I start believing too much I'm setting myself up for a fall and then I and then I and I look at you know how other people are reacting and I and I want to have a I want to try to retain perspective and balance but particularly you know talking about Palace like I do I think it's really important that I do that but also for my well-being you know it's no good I you know after we lost to Man U I was I was livid but I was able to sort of just leave it but Palace played well in that didn't they yeah but when you lose to a last minute goal it's like you'll know this you'll know this Aaron there's no better feeling than an injury time winner yeah 100% you know you lose 100%. your mind it doesn't matter I, I always bring up the example when we, pl- we played Coventry and nothing game and uh jermaine easter scored two in injury time is he your it. cult hero oh he could be he could have been one <laughs> no god no but i've never celebrated anything like i celebrated those two goals just for no it was nothing it meant nothing it was just that they were that late but when you flip that around when you concede in last minute goals given that we did it against spurs and we did it again against man united it just cuts you to the core it, it's I, 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 sorry i just i was just watching out right there jermaine easter. <laughs> he's going on the list he's what can I going say? on yeah you know i don't do you remember that film Big Daddy with Adam Sandler when he promises the guy the sausage money? He's like, sausage! 
McMuffin. <laughs> that was him, Jermaine. <laughs> that was my nickname for Jermaine Easter, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. We are talking Crystal Palace this evening, 22 minutes to 9 o'clock across London. Uh, you are most welcome here. It is Love Sport Radio, 558 AM, DAB Digital Radio, uh, online via the website lovesportradio.com. Where else are we on? We're in the Alexa smart speaker. Can you remind me anywhere else, Jamie? We're everywhere. We we are every. Who? What club has got that banner? We are everywhere. Is it Chelsea? Don't know. I think there, there is a banner. It just literally goes across the sand saying "We are everywhere." It's quite intimidating. It's actually doing its job. Um, <laughs> we want to know about your cult heroes at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. We're into the final five minutes of that, and we will be having a bit of a, a who am I? I think we should play that. I really think we should play Who Am I? I think it'll be really good fun. All right. All right. Yeah. We just got to make sure we're clear on the rules. Albert looks confused. Oh, okay. I, mean, I know who I am. We, we're going to discuss. We're going to dis- <laughs> I know you know. We're going to discuss. Am I from Latvia? Right. We're going to discuss the rules during the break. We're going to read out everyone's uh, every every everyone else's uh, on on Twitter. Their cult heroes. If you want to get involved, it's o two o eight seventy twenty five five eight. And us three are going to have a little game of guess who. I can't wait for this. Many people are saying listen to Five Live and they don't know what they're talking about. Stupid, stupid people. Very, very stupid people. Unlike me, I listen to Love Sport. Love Sport, the warm-up. Wearing the second-hand leg warmers we found outside Pineapple Studios in Covent Garden whilst we limber up to liberate London from mediocre talk radio. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict 7 to net a million. Big bills, I crush them, chew them up and spit them out because I am the spokesman. Paying too much for your energy, then have a word and I can find you a better deal because my crew shake down the energy suppliers to find the best prices around and all you have to do is click on the one that's right for you. Compare, switch and save at thespokesmansaid.com. You know it makes sense. You could visit 10, 20, 50, 100 car dealers. Or just visit Car Giant with giant choice and giant savings. Could you offer an abandoned or unwanted dog a loving home? If you can, All Dogs Matter would love to hear from you. Every year, All Dogs Matter rescue and rehome around 400 dogs across London and the home counties. But without people like you, this simply wouldn't be possible. Through no fault of their own, these dogs urgently need new loving homes. All Dogs Matter are counting on you to give one of our dogs a second chance in life. Visit alldogsmatter.co.uk Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. The perfect comedy breakfast sandwich. Bringing home the bacon with all the sports, the biggest news and a fair amount of egg on faces. You like it saucy, there'll be something for you. Love Sport Breakfast with Ian Stone. Weekdays from 6am on Love Sport. Look, 50% off bed sheets and these towels. Why does everything floral? Because she likes flowers. Who? Mum, she's staying with us until her extension's built. Are you joking? I told you last week. You didn't. With up to 70% off big brands, 20 restaurants and a nine-screen cinema, you're guaranteed to get more than you bargained for at London Designer Outlet. Savings for all the family? Hello, LDO. Find us in Wembley Park. See website for details. Savings on RRP. It's only for three months. They are some great people on the tube. Really great people. 
But don't talk to them. Don't talk. Seriously, silence on the tube. It has to be. Believe me, silence. Love sport. We're warming up next to a bonfire of staff the boss has already fired. The Fans Show on Love Sport with 7OTB.com. Predict seven results. Win seven figures. Uh, we're back on your uh, on, on Love Sports, 17 minutes to 9 o'clock. I am buzzing for this feature. I'll tell you something as well. I'll tell you something about my selection. He's not Welsh. Oh. He's not Welsh. What was that accent? My, my, <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 my favourite Welshman has to be Reese Ifans, though. You know, you know, you know the, the Welsh actor in the film. Have you ever seen the film Love, Honour and Obey? I haven't seen that. No. Watch it. What? And a, a Love fab- Actually. No, well, he's in that as well. Yeah. Love on no, he isn't. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's the Welsh flatmate. No, not no, you're Notting thinking Hill. of Notting Hill. Yeah, you're yeah, thinking yeah. of Notting well, Hill. You've done there. You got your Richard, Richard Curtis. Well, when, 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 when he it's when he eats the mayonnaise and thinks it's yogurt. <laughs> What's this? He's yogurt. You know, but <laughs> We've all um, he he was br- oh not quite. Uh, he was he was brilliant in this film Love Honor and a Bay, just shouting things about. Anglo-Saxons and Vikings and stuff. It was brilliant. It was actually brilliant. But uh, it was crazy. My, my selection is not Welsh, though. So, who, how are we doing this? How are we doing this? We're playing cult hero uh, Guess Who. Well, why don't you two boys ask me about mine? Okay, Albert. Let's go. Ding, ding. Do we, we need, we need a boxing belt. Ja- Jamie, you need to sort that out for next week. Ding, ding, ding. Right. Uh... So it's yes/no questions, just to clear that up. Yes. Did he play for Crystal Palace? <laughs> yes. Ooh. Is he Latvian? No. <laughs> no. Okay, cross that on it. Uh, is he Irish? No. Ooh, that's my guess. Out. Uh, was he a defender? Yes. Did he play under Steve Coppel? <laughs> probably. I can only give you a probably. <sighs> almost, almost certainly, yes. Is it Craig Harrison? No. Oh, your obsession with Craig Harrison will never end. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Um, is it Tony Popovich? It is not. No. Oh well, there you go. Um. I don't know. How, how, should we, we don't want to go in forever. Do you want me to give a start giving a couple of clues? I'll have a clue. I'll have a clue. Yeah, let's have a clue. He was very tall. Oh, oh come on. That's that's not great, is it? That's not a great clue. Played centre-back. Is it Claude Davis? No. Oh, if I knew it was. Norwegian? Norwegian? It's, I'm, no. I'm stunned, Albert, at you Norwegian. Norwegian. Oh, finger hot. No, you didn't play Palace, did you? No, no. Guys, I'm going to put you out of your misery because it is quite. Go on, go on, let's have it. Let's have it. There's a guy called Leif Anderson. Oh, that was that was a, that was that was out of my room. However, I know who your other Latvian one was. Was that yours? Or who's on that? That was mine originally. Yeah, as Andres Rubin. Correct. Ding, well ding, done. Football ding, manager, ding. championship manager, legend. Absolutely. Screamer against Liverpool. Never did anything else in his oh, life again. Well, what can you do? <laughs> right, who, who's going next? I've got mine ready. If you want to, do you want to ask me questions? Yeah, let's let's let's, let's do it. Okay. I'm, I'm is, is he English? <laughs> no. Is he Latvian? No. No. It's not Andrew Rubin. Is he a midfielder? No. Is it Tony Popovich? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is he a striker? No. Is he a goalkeeper? No. <laughs> so what? <laughs> is he a footballer? <laughs> it's a defender. Yes. It's a defender. Um. Is he a is he a fullback? No. Oh. Was he? 
Sorry, was he a fullback? Yes. He's still he's still alive, okay. but he's not he's a, a footballer anymore. I'm sure he's alive. I checked. I phoned him up. <laughs> so we have a we have a full a non English fullback. No, 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 not a non English non fullback. Okay, sorry, my bad. So we have a non English centre back by default. I don't have to waste a question on that. Yeah. Um, okay. Is he English? <laughs> <laughs> um, did he play in the nineties? Yes. In the Premier League? No. Oh. Was it Eric Young? No. Oh. I'll tell you what. I'm because you know, we're not exactly running out of time, but I, I I'll give. I'll tell you what. You've got another guess. You can have two guesses. Yeah, would you like a clue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clue. He was a legend for his country. A legend. A legend. Can we have the country? <laughs> no. Oh. Is it Valerian Ishmael? No. Do you, would you like another clue? <laughs> yeah. He played in Wales. Played in Wales? Is it Kit Simons? No. Oh. Very good guess. Excellent guess. Kit Christopher, Christopher Jeremiah Simons. Not him. Played in Wales? I'm, yes. I'm annoyed. I hope oh. someone on Twitter's got is this. It, is it Chris Coleman? No. No. But you said he's not Welsh. Or have he's, we not Welsh. No, he's not oh, Welsh. Oh. This is brilliant. I've outdone him. I've outdone him. This is brilliant. I quit. <laughs> Can you guess my cult hero? O two O eight seventy twenty five five eight. Just write down a bit of paper. So <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. I'll tell I've you what. One, one more guess each, chaps. Um, he also played in Scotland. One more guess each. Let's do it. If you can guess it, you can. If you can't, then... Fancy. Yes! Fancy! Yes! Get in there. There you go. He fights referees, Fancy. A Crystal Palace <sighs> cult hero. A true cult hero. When did he play in Wales? Uh, part of Cardiff. Did he? He played Cardiff. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, Dundee. We're all learning. D- Dundee and Cardiff. Let's read out some of uh, of your tweets tonight. Thank you very much to everyone who's got involved with the show this evening. It's it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been it's been really really uh, good. Um, let's. Uh, oh, sorry. I, I I forgot to tweet out a Sante man. I, you know, we did talk about Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Uh, sounding good, guys. Hope you speak about the academy and Wan-Bissaka. I know we have a couple of hours. You know what? We have talked about the academy. Nick Gillard has come in with Claude Davis. Can explain uh, about you? Can explain why apparently apparently it was worth the entrance fee alone. I mean, he was an entertaining, an entertaining player. I mean, Nick. I know Nick very well. He's part of this. He'll be on this show at some point. He. He's obsessed, just obsessed with Claude Davis. I mean, I think Derby were as well at some point, and and Sheffield United. I mean, they they weren't his biggest fans up there. No, but I mean, we signed him. He was in a bit of a disgrace when we signed him, but he was a bit of a Warnock favourite. I think he'd threatened someone with a machete at Sheffield United or something <laughs> like that. Some some sort of story along those lines. And he was definitely a real presence at Palace. But you know what? He played some of his best football for us as well. And he yeah. and he under under cult heroes, Nick's absolutely right to pick him because it. He really is. took someone's head off as well, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Uh, I can't remember who that was now. With a, with a probably fat fancy. Astray oh, <laughs> elbow. It was, uh, Richard uh, Johnson from Richard Wolves. Johnson, I'll yeah. tell you what, one man who, who didn't play some of his best football at Palace but had the most gel in his hair was Marouane Shamak. And, and Lucy <laughs> has got in touch on Twitter. And oh, was that your one? 
might have been. It was <laughs> <laughs> the paper. Jermaine Easter. Right, um, uh, Lucy's come up with Marin Shamat. I mean, I always thought it was a very strange signing. You know what? We had we, Albert will back me up on this because he, he was a strange one. Oh, so we I bought mean. him and we kind of we kind of laughed a bit because he had become a figure of fun at Arsenal, wouldn't he? But he had a spell for us before he started getting injury after injury after injury where he played in a kind of number 10 role and he had what do you reckon 10 15 games where he was the best player in the park no matter what game he played yeah um, he like i say he was a laughing stock and he came to us and i remember it was the first game of the season we were one nil down against spurs and they brought we'd only signed him like about an hour before the game or something and they brought him on for the last 20 minutes and he just just the technique and the control that he sort of showed he was clearly a level above players like Owen Garvin and Stephen Dobby you um, can't be I, I, was, I was always a bit of a fan of Owen Garvin I however, thought he worked his socks off yeah, yeah, did, yeah. Um, but he he just went on to he scored a, he scored a couple of couple of goals for us and he just he, he became this amazing playmaker but again there was no there was no foil to sort of capitalise on his service um, Tim Christian uh, Benteke should you know take note oh, well, there you go. Tim Warren at Ashford underscore Eagles tweeted us in my palace cult hero of all time has to be Simon Roger great set of curtains at the time and a fantastic midfielder can't argue with that yeah a lot of, lot of games for Palace yeah probably under 328 games for the club yeah, yeah. Just to check, when he says curtains, he does mean he does mean the hair. Yeah, he's yes. not been stalking his house. No, well, we, soft we, furnishings. We, we hope not. You know, um, Jamie Muller has has got in touch. Uh, so many to choose from. Probably Aki Aki Re Rihalati Rihalati. For me, it always sounds like a, a dish you you know expect in a, in, a, in, a, in some form of kebab based establishment next yeah. to the Tarama Salata. Alan Lee has also got to be up there though. Yeah, the only problem with Alan Lee is he. Uh, he sort of smashed uh, Miller Yednak's cheekbone in. I see Yednak for me is such a class act. I I, I just I, I was reading something. Today's the anniversary of Dylan Tombidas' death. Uh, yeah. That you know the West Ham youth uh, academy graduate who sadly passed away from prostate cancer and i was reading about mila yednak and you know obviously both of them being australian mila yednak had his family over for christmas and looked after him and you know the guy is simply just a hero isn't he yeah he he was you know when you talk about leaders at a football club you know he is a huge part of why we stayed in the premier league as much as we did um he you know unfortunately he getting rid of him was Pardew's biggest mistake and the truth about Pardew is he won't manage a player who's more popular but, but you is. had a breed of midfielders at that time who were in the same ilk sort of Yedinak Joe Ledley Bids and, it's all and, about and, and Jordan Much I think to an extent could have been he could have been good oh now you've done it you, honestly I, I, I can't say it <laughs> yeah Jordan Much has, has been what a, you know a, a topic of uh, much derision if if you if you go down a list if you go down a list of worst signings ever really jordan that's disappointing because i think a lot of people had high hopes for him i i i still thought joe ledley was a brilliant player i thought he was for wales ledley was yeah you know and i thought it was disappointing that he got released um you know really really disappointing let's roll on with your cult heroes um dan king at uh, Dan K six one five, Danny Butterfield, yeah, or Derry for me, Deza, two absolute legends. I mean, Derry had two spells at Palace, was 
again another great great leader in his first spell he was a very different player to his second spell but Butterfield I mean not only was he a fantastic right back and, and, and midfielder but who can forget the, the ha- fastest ever Palace hat trick where he just randomly Warnock chucks him up front against Wolves in the cup and he smashes in a hat trick past Wayne Hennessy <laughs> Gareth Davis talks Danny Butterfield with a soft spot for Shaggy cult heroes aren't the best player they are the maverick and of anything uh, on of the more limited players uh, Josh Nolan I'm sorry I've got to rattle through these because we're running out of time fast uh, Josh Nolan talks Clint Hill uh, Nathan J Counseling at Counseling NJ he just tags down Ambrose he goes here's Scannell Ambrose you know uh, I, I think that's referring to commentary uh, Ebo Colvert is the governor. Colvert. Colvert. Wow. Viet. Bert Viet. Viet, yeah, I think. Yeah. He was an Australian striker, wasn't he? He was. You yeah. know, um. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm reading the tone. Lewis Walmart mentions Dean Austin, or maybe Danny uh, Butterfield. Austin for being a leader during administration, and Butterfield for that hat trick, as you mentioned. Andy Reid, um, I think somewhat cheekily, mentions uh, Ron Nodes uh, in, in that same uh, breath. Don't actually, uh, don't actually oh. know why. Um, elsewhere, I think that is uh, is pretty much all we've got time for uh, this evening chaps let's have a couple of predictions for the Chelsea game I mean it's going to be a tense one 5.30 Saturday tea time it's it's going to be on TV uh, I presume you guys are going to be there uh, si- si- no yeah uh, no, I didn't get a ticket of this one. They sold oh. out really quickly. Well, was, you will be, you slow. will be watching it. You'll both be watching it yeah. from somewhere. How's it going to go? Um, do you know what I mean? I'm going to go with my heart on this one rather than my head. My head says, you know, until we, we kind of like we should write this off. But my heart says we're going to follow on from two good performances that we got no points from. And we'll, and I, but I think the, the best we're going to get is a point. I, I'm going to go with one one. Albert. I was going to say 1-1, um, but Chris has totally stolen it. So I'm going to say uh, it's going to be a, a calamitous 2-2. It's going to be terrible defending, and hopefully we can capitalise on it. And Hopefully they'll do that walking around thing that they did against Man City and not actually put much effort in. <laughs> well, there's the opportunity. You, you know, the, the opportunity is there for a result to be taken by Palace. Let's hope... Roy's boys can uh, can really live up to the expectation that no doubt the media is going to build uh, tomorrow and ahead of that fixture. It's been brilliant having you guys on. We do it all again next week as well. I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing for another edition of Palace Cult Heroes. <laughs> we should actually make the cards and get the flippy board. Do you know what? Thing. If 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 anyone has, I this we need to have a little conference again like we did out there. We'll get Rosie on in it. I'm sh- sure she's good with, you know, the uh, the arts and crafts side, and we can you know knock something up. And I'm sure we can all like draw little pictures of, of our palace heroes. Alexander's Kalinka will be mine one day. So Gabble Gabble Kirali and Fraser Digby. Um, Loves the keepers. Cha- oh, lo- 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 love a good uh, love a good keeper. Chaps, it's been an absolute pleasure. That's been Harmsdale Radio. Uh, I'm Aaron Paul. Catch you next week. The dishonest media is about to give you some news. So long as it's not fake news and you're making me in a positive light, that I can tell you. Love sport. They call me the spokesman. And I've got one job and one job only. Saving you money. So, say your home insurance quote is too high. Not a problem. My guys will set up a load of great deals and you just pick the one that suits you. Bosh, job done. Everybody's happy, except maybe your old insurer. So next time you get a big bill, just compare, switch and save at a spokesmansaid.com. 
You know it makes sense. And then, do you know... You know how your other half is always nagging you about how much you love football? Well, she certainly won't be nagging you anymore when your love for football wins you one million pounds. Seven of the best is the online game with big prizes. Just pick six teams to win and one to draw, and you could win one million pounds. It's free to play, so what are you waiting for? Play seven of the best today. Check out 7OTB.com. That's the number 7OTB.com. Customer information may be used for targeted advertising. Divorce. It threatens the things you've worked hard for in more ways than you can imagine. Your home, savings, pension, and most of all, your relationship with your children. Don't let divorce cost you any more than it has to. Cordell and Cordell is dedicated to helping men in matters relating to divorce. Call now on 0330-606161 or visit cordellcordell.co.uk, office in central London. A partner men can count on. You love your sport, but it can be a pain organising it. Endless phone calls, emails and text messages, organising players and collecting money can all be a headache. What you need is Teamer.net, the free sports app that'll help you manage your team's events, communicate effectively as a team, and now you can collect money simply and securely via Teamer payments. Relied upon by 2 million members, Teamer is available for free on desktop, Android and iPhone. Love Sport Radio for your Thursday evening. That was Harmsdale Radio. It was brilliant. We'll be playing Crystal Palace Cult Heroes again same time next week. But next, it's all about Brentford. We are here with the guys from B Slotted. Joining me are Billy the B Grum, Dave Laney Lane, and Lord Lou Can as well. Uh, I cannot wait for this. You can have your say this evening. 0208 70 20 558. Have your say on all things Brentford and Dean Smith's men. You can tweet us at Love Sport Radio as well. Jamie is ready to take your call. On 558. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.